practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Mitch is the guest, you should clap. I should clap? Did that sound like my thigh? <laughs> it was both of our thighs together. Yeah, was that a clap obstructed by hair? <laughs> I forgot my napkin, so you're going to have to intro it. All right. Uh, all right, welcome to a very special edition, hopefully... We'll get to keep it keep it going of the Jerk Practice Podcast. Uh, I'm Casey. I'm Hans. Henning. And with us, a very special guest and longtime yeah. Jerk practice Mitch Rose. Hello. Uh, hello, everyone. Hey, uh, is it loud enough? <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> Mitch. Give me, yeah, give me some Cybonian windbox. Huh? Really? All day? <laughs> Is that? That's how it's gonna happen. You're like an old. You're like a single A baseball announcer. Yeah, I know. Here he's got a driver's license, uh, number twelve. Uh, I don't know much about him. So Two balls, goes strike. Two there, balls and a strike. How does baseball go? It goes single A, double A, triple A, the mage, the bigs, yeah. bro. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are in Columbus. So you're coming. We're coming we got remote. The who do you got? Who do you have in Columbus? Do you have a single A, a triple A, or a dub? Is it it's triple. triple. Yeah. It's the for the uh, Indians, the Clippers. Yeah, which Columbus makes no sense. Clippers. <laughs> Why would they be called? What is what is a Clipper? First off, just well, a, the ship. The ship. ship. You haven't seen it. It's really racist. It's uh, a naked Indian guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toenail Clipper. With a it's really a, hard dick. Yes, it's a ship that's been fashioned from the bones of dead Indians. Oh. <laughs> from, the, uh, from the Seneca Indian yeah. tribe. Oh, it's a prairie canoe. That's what I. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, it's a ship it, because they started as the Yankees Triple A team. So who knows why, you know. New York's close to water. Why not have a, a Yankee ship? isn't really a thing anyway. It's just a, you know, a term. Do any of us know if it's official before Ashley and I left New York? They were going to rename the Staten Island Yankees and they took a poll and the, like the top I the top I don't know what the top 3 were, but the top 2 were like the Staten Island Heroes. You know, <laughs> for and the firefighters, cops, and whatnot. But, oh, okay, okay. But the one that was beating <laughs> the Staten Island heroes was the Staten Island Pizza Rats. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I hope they keep it. That's great. I'm going Pizza Rat all the way. There should be like the the, the the oyster shuckers or something, because then they have like the world's greatest oyster or. Clam fisherman? I, I thought Pizza Rat was ours. Staten Island clams? That makes sense. Is Staten Island clams. claiming Pizza Rat? I thought that was Manhattan Island. Well, they're the only ones that have a baseball team that needs naming. Yeah. Man- Manhattan doesn't yeah. have a, a AAA Island. team or anything. Staten Island fresh kills. No, nor should they. They got enough. They have everything else. They have everything else. You got the president. You got yeah. Madison Avenue. Manhattan doesn't have a baseball team. So, fuck them. Yeah. They got the Knicks. Go Giants. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, a little fact about <laughs> I was telling this. I went to a Browns game, a Cleveland Browns game, uh, Browns-Steelers game a few weeks ago, first one in years, and I was sitting next to these guys from Canada, and uh, Can- Canadians, their idea of a good time is going <laughs> to we- weekend trips to Cleveland <laughs> and to other Rust Belt cities, and these guys were great. They had the time of their life, and uh, this guy, because we were surrounded by Steelers fans, and they were Browns fans from Toronto. And he's like, you want to start a fight? He's like, just because I'm Canadian doesn't mean I'm a pacifist. (laughs) I was like, oh, this guy's fun. And then he's like, I went down to see your Clippers. I was like, oh, you saw the Clippers. And I said, you know what the the right field balcony is called? 
And he's like, no, because of Dave Thomas, because Wendy's started here. The the right field is the uh, Wendy's home run hamburger balcony. Nice. <laughs> and he, he lost his mind. He's like, hey, guys. <laughs> You hit a home run. Do they get a? You get a single. We don't got these in Toronto. Yeah, it's like you get a single with cheese. You hit a home run in Columbus. I was like, they might. I don't know if they give everyone hamburgers. That's great. America's so fat. You want to fight about it? Mm-hmm. Let's fight. Come on. Right. Yeah. I exactly. uh, I have a little. That kind of segued into a segment. I have. Should I go right into oh, yeah. it? It seems a well, little. You guys got to tell us about your 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 freedom march. Yeah. How was that? It was great. Mm, that was fun. I uh, I felt good for the first time in a while. It uplifting Henning's yeah. spirits. It did. Yeah. Just to be. I was happy just for a moment. Surrounded yeah. by all those ladies. Yeah. yeah dog. And, a, a bit. and men. I heard. Yeah. Uh, I heard the best. Uh, actually, I read it. Here, the best joke about the march thus far that I read was uh, a Mark Norman friend to the. Friend of the mm-hmm. sketch troupe, probably not to the podcast ever, but he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, I thought the I thought the march this weekend was absolutely fantastic, but I have to say, I haven't heard the word pussy used that much since I decided to rollerblade to high school. <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, the march was great. We met uh, fellow jerk Allison, number one fan, yeah. Allison. And uh, yeah, she luckily she had all the the details organized, so we know where to go where and to when go to go in. Because yeah. it was obviously it was way, way it was o- overflow. Way bigger than anyone expected. I think the estimates were like one point two billion billion <laughs> billion <trillion>. million. <laughs> and Donald um, Trump says there was only three. <laughs> yeah, uh, two point nine million nationwide. So probably not quite a million in New York. Maybe I think it was five hundred thousand. Maybe, maybe half mil. Yeah. Cool half. You guys mil. go down. You go down fifth. So you go down. You go down. We got in on Forty Seventh Street. Go down Second Avenue. Yeah. South. Cut over Forty Second Street, and then go up towards Trump Tower, up Fifth Avenue to Fifty Fifth, and it took us over six hours. Yeah. Jesus. To get those like 10 blocks. Shambling. I tell you, as a delivery man, you should be able to do that in about 25, 27 minutes. I was just going to say that's traffic. For a backstory, that's how Mitch and I met. We were both delivery drivers yeah. for Whole Foods. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, 46th Street, you turn there uh, right down on 2nd uh, Avenue. Well, I can't turn right there. No, that's, that's a one way, man. You win. You get the U in right there. <laughs> you kidding me? The traffic coming in and out of the tunnel? Forget about it. People walking? I tell you, that's what they should be doing, walking. Can't drive. You can't I'm watch sorry. a movie Whoa. about 80s Manhattan with us. He's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, old lady Krasnauer lives there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. I'll, I'll do that to the day I die. She tips real good. Yeah. That's not Fifth Avenue. Yeah. That's not Fifth Avenue. Somebody was watching Carlito's Way the other day, and he gets out of a car <laughs> on uh, uh, 6th Avenue and 3rd Street by those basketball courts, and I was like, that's 6th Avenue and 3rd Street. <laughs> like, I was, like I was playing a game with people watching. Like, who gives a shit? No one cares. Do you Carlito know is. Carlito? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what no, no, no. I know the way. Yeah, I know the street. <laughs> I know the way to Carlito. The way. <laughs> Do you know the way to Carlito? <laughs> During the march, the Carlito's way. The way. <laughs> During the march, Hans was so funny coming up with a new impromptu 
chance for the crowd? I kept trying to, cause, so for whatever reason, I couldn't figure it out because I didn't know why somebody else could get a chant going and nobody was jumping on mine. So I was like, is it tonality? Is it uh, like energy, confidence, yeah, what's going confidence. on? <laughs> or is it like everything? The meekest chant. <laughs> so we're in line like, for six hours. And I, I don't remember any of the ones I was trying. I was trying to get like, uh, I was trying to get a vibrational wave going was, just of like, you know, like. There was like, Dump Trump, beat Dump Trump, he speaks out his rump. Yeah, that might have been one. <laughs> That's good. Maybe that was the rhythm. I was trying to get like a wavy, like, Trump coil, (laughs) Trump coil. Nobody jumped on that. (laughs) But no one knows what you're talking about. (laughs) It's a Trump coil. But Henning. (laughs) Uh, But I finally got one right at the end. Right at the end, I got one going, which was, um, let's get woke. Donald Trump's a joke. Let's get. Ooh, well, there you go. That's not bad. It's a joke. Took six yeah. hours, but he got it. Yeah, Our boy yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then some scumbag teen came right back, and I think the big one was like, "He's got little fists. He's a piece of shit, or something <laughs> like that." Shists? No. It's like <laughs> we must resist, resist, resist the little fists, or something like that. Oh, resist. that's bull. That's no, yeah. Oh, that was when I had. He's got baby hands. Let's take a stands. Something like that. <laughs> He's got baby hands. He's not a real man. See? There you go. Done. That's folk culture at its finest right there. In the streets. You Listen, steal my I... chant, I'll, I'll steal yours. <laughs> Democracy at work. Not Beautiful. a lot of... Uh... Henning had his killer Baron Harkonnen sign. Yeah, he did. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was great. That's Thanks. a great sign. Oh, yeah, we were... Good. Uh, some, some response. Most, mostly confused looks. No, he's not like, that fat. Good right. I have no idea what. Who's that, is, Orson Welles? <laughs> but let what me. What does spite mean? But but for any I, of it you, it was a niche audience, and those yes. ones that I got to were excited. For any of you <laughs> yes. Dune fans out there, though, yes, we we Henning and I had to have a little powwow because they go like, "Hey, I love your sign. What's it from?" And you go, first of all, I can't recommend the movie." <laughs> I go, hey, <laughs> what did Dune ever do to you, man? I Dune's a pretty d- right. decent it. movie. It is. I watched it right before. It's better if you've read the book. But Yeah, the book's great. Oh I like the... I, I, you like the, the movie? Dread. Have you watched yeah, it recently, I like though? It's so yeah. fucking slow. I watch it every Sunday. <laughs> Any given Sunday. Great yeah. ideas and awesome Afterward. puppets and great design and costumes and everything, but... You know, I, I love the idea of it. That's from the book, but the execution was so slow, and everyone's stopping to think to themselves <laughs> and look off in the distance. Well, that's because they're all dust wizards. That's the magic, the yeah. narrative of the uh, internal magic of uh, that's where his power comes from. Yeah, it's the Zen hive mind thing of the Benny Gesserit uh, teachings. <laughs> that's true. Just that. I know that's no just people. Where is this child? That's just the filmmakers <laughs> had so much exposition to do that they had to stop the movie and make someone think it for you <laughs> that's right well they do leave the killing a lot. words are uh, cool yeah oh yeah i am the weird in word yeah <laughs> go ahead was there any marching happening in columbus i have to think yeah definitely someone right. asked me that and uh, i honestly I don't, don't if there was it wasn't covered on the news yeah the, the columbus dispatch is horrible the newspaper here is conservative it is 
but the, the, to, to tell you how the editorial, there's no no editorial bias, sure, whatever, in Columbus Dispatch, the uh, front page after uh, Trump meets uh, Barack Obama, and I shit you not, I wish there was a copy of it. It made me angry the whole day. If you want to know where this uh, the dispatch is, it's them in the office, and the th- the headline was synergy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, someone like this passed through people's hands and said, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. thinks of synergy, synergy when they see yeah, this yeah, photograph. Yeah. <laughs> well, if Obama could stay on and, and guide him through, that that would be nice. What does synergy no. mean? Working together. See, um, that's exactly why I put that on a newspaper. That is greater than the sum of its parts. Oh, nice right. Yeah, yeah. Except the, the yeah, word nice doesn't, idea. doesn't apply at all to what was happening in that picture. <laughs> no, or in America or anywhere else other than in the person that put that on the dispatch. It was his word of the day. He was like, ooh, synergy. And yeah, no one's looking at this. Sounds futuristic. <laughs> but Columbia, it's, it's that's like where... Um, Trump and Trump and Obama standing side by side and Trump's looking dour and, and Obama's uh, rolling his eyes and, and the headline says, best friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What the picture didn't capture was the straining of that handshake. Well, yeah. what the what the picture didn't capture is uh, they should have just had a close up on that handshake because it would have been the classic white handshakes, black hand. It would have oh, looked like it would have looked like a black god holding a little white child's hand. Yeah. <laughs> Synergy. That's see, we weren't looking that, at the hand. There you go. They should have had that photograph. <laughs> that said synergy. Speaking of uh, synergy, I promised a little segment last week. Uh, let me get into yeah. it. It's, it deals with the. Uh, let's see if you guys can can uh-huh. discern who I'm talking about here. Is it the appointments that you're talking about? It's one appointment. I had to focus yeah. down on one. I already saw the name in the top, so I'm out of the running. Go out. <laughs> July well, 11. You know anyway, Henning? I I don't. I'm I'm not gonna know any of this. You might. You might. This is uh, this is in your wheelhouse. I think in in. Not in the anti-abortion part, though. I don't. Is it old football players or old wizards? Because then I think if it's not either one of those, I'm not anti-abortion. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not pro-life. <laughs> you're pro. Is that what you're saying? What is Mitch anti-abortion? Is very much anti-life. I didn't take that Catholic. I'm not a Catholic. Roman Catholic. With a name like Rose. No. It comes from Rosa. And you got your. We fl- found out. And he's got his Florida Lee jeans on. Ooh. Yeah, they're tapered. I'm wearing tapered Florida Lee jeans. <laughs> Just over the crotch, though. You have what? You're, you're Florida. You have one. He's dressed like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. It's a bedazzled uh, <laughs> snake of wisdom coming out of the city of Atlantis. Oh, you know, it, it, the snake of wisdom, are you talking about the crisscrossing snake? That's what, uh, yeah, that's supposedly, well, the, it comes from a flower, right? The Florida Lee comes from a flower on the banks of. Yeah, I believe some, so, yeah. Yeah, that's what the French. Yeah. From anyway, the banks of get what again now, as old as man Rosa? The sand. <laughs> anyway, in 1401. So July 11th, 1950. <laughs> this cool dude is born in Ohio. Oh, you're doing a full bio. Full. Okay. Comes from a place called Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Sound familiar? Oh. Cha-ching. The, the, yeah. the rich part of Cleveland? Is that a rich part of Cleveland? Yeah. The S in Heights is uh, a dollar sign. More or less, yes. Oh, I thought I heard heights, and I thought poor. <laughs> That's only in the in the it's big a, cities. It's a strong middle, upper middle class neighborhood. With it's on the hill of overlooking like Little Italy and uh, Lake Lakeview uh, 
Yeah. Juiced in. Baby. It's down the hill. Little yeah. Italy, Ohio. Can I get an impre- <laughs> can I get an impression of somebody uh, from Little Italy, uh, Cleveland? Can I get an extra ranch on that uh, slice? Yeah. That's all it is. That is. The Browns are terrible. <laughs> the Browns were projected to win the Super Bowl over the Falcons at the beginning of this season. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's your your and your predictions, or <laughs> no, 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 your humorous predictions. In, in old uh, in in the Little Italy number runners, uh, <laughs> Little Italy number I gotta running. go to Browns. I don't know. I go to Falcons. Know, Ohio must have an accent, right? Or is it just very? Uh, it's kind of kind of Chicago, kind of Minnesota y, Chicago y, Rust. It's kind of that that mix of where yeah. we're from in Chicago. Give yeah. me a little more of that grandma's gravy on these noodles there. No, but when you I go mean, south, chili. it gets southern. You get a yeah. twang. Yeah. Oh, it's southern as fuck down. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Where I'm from. Down Cincinnati way. Yeah. Hmm. So. 1950. And now I'm just imagining the Browns team fielding just a bunch of fat mafioso Italian guys. <laughs> was, we're done with this shit. <laughs> well, the, the greatest, the, one of the greatest players was Lou the Toe Groza. <laughs> Of the Browns, <laughs> he is. Okay, Look man. at a picture. I mean, he's a he's a hefty Italian guy that kicked the hell out of field goals and played. Uh, That's what's called the toe. The toe. Oh, was he the club-footed guy? No, no, no. They called him that because no. he didn't have a toe. Yeah, you couldn't notice though because he's kind of portly. But anyway, what were you saying? Nineteen uh, uh, Cleveland. Heights. This guy's Cleveland born Heights. in Cleveland it's Heights, Ohio. And I, even though I now know Cleveland Heights is a little bit privileged, we'll still give him the caveat of cool dude because uh, he went to college in Kent State, which I think is also in Ohio. But he was actually attending there in 1970 when the shootings happened. And so after the shooting, you know the Kent State massacre? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. He leaves that institution in 1970 because of that uh, the way they handled it, and spends three years marching on Washington, pounding brews, and working in a guitar studio in Cleveland. Shit. So it's pretty cool. Boom. That's his 70s. 80s hit. Goes to law school in Washington and becomes a corporate lawyer. Gordon Gecko style. All right? So big shift. Yeah. Daddy says you got to make some money if you want to stay here in Cleveland. Cut that hair, yeah. hippie. So from that shift in the early 1990s, he takes over. He becomes the front man for anti-abortion law in Missouri, creating a, a firm and a company called Lawyers for Life. And his involvement in this firm um, leads to a challenge of the Supreme Court case of Webster v. Reproduction Health Services, which opened the door in the 90s for a new wave of state restrictions on abortions can we just put a pin in it for a second and just comment how awful was his songwriting had how bad were his songs how awful was a musician to this guy have to be well i think he was just uh i think he was just sales i i don't know if those guys have to be able to play guitar to sell them maybe he was uh, yeah. he was like a clean cut guy that sells guitars well yeah back then maybe he invented the they said the most played riff is pink floyd's wish you were here so maybe <laughs> the, the riff came before the song, and he invented it as well. Just a riff factory. Yeah. Maybe he was... There's probably a certain guitar that only, no, like... Pete Croce, this guy. That maybe, like, the only the conservative Christian musicians go for. Like, what's a Johnny uh, Cash-looking guitar? Nah. 
like an ovation. Those are the corniest yeah, I would, looking. Like a an acoustic guitar with the plastic strings. Ovation, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. No, the, yes. Ovations have the plastic backing. Oh, right. Right. it's just yeah. plastic. They're smooth. Like it's just a giant yeah. ukulele. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about that? Johnny Cash did a lot of uh, recorded and sang a lot of like religious songs, but he, uh-huh. I don't think he was particularly a religious guy, was he? Yeah. He was. He was, but he also he liked... He tore to Billy Graham. He liked fighting and fucking and doing drugs as much as he liked yeah, God. He, yeah. He, well, yeah, he had a relapse on you know in the 80s, taking pills. Riding with the highway, man. That's oh, what happens. Did, yeah. Across the universe divide. Yeah. Was he... Uh, but how come he didn't take any um, flack for the contradiction of that? Is that just a different time where we weren't he's watching everybody? Cool. He just transcends so much shit, I think. People have so much respect for him. He's just like a weird old cowboy. You know what I mean? Like, of course he sings church songs. Right. But he sings church songs over a slain gunslinger as he walks away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's an imposing... He cuts an imposing shadow. Was He's he not really, a nerd. Is he really big with Christians who have their own rock anyway? Were they there with him and no. got turned away He's- by the drugs? Maybe. He's like Stevie Wonder. Like, he, everybody... Like, so many people will listen to him. He's like... Now yeah. that is yeah. a buddy movie I would have paid money to oh, see. Johnny yeah. Cash, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder <laughs> do do a little pill in his day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm probably. Not, I'm not speaking ill against Stevie Wonder. Yeah, maybe smoke, smoke a little. Maybe That's how you LSD. end up with the old necktie. You don't have to do. You don't neck. have to do drugs if you're blind, because you get that like you know when you close your eyes tight, you get that light show. <laughs> Hence the title, <laughs> Inner Visions. <laughs> Wait, so we supposed to? Are we supposed to guess who this person is? I'm still going. I'm still going. Right, he hasn't oh, said the Oh, but yet. no, but feel free to take a guess if you want. All right, around the time oh, that this guy when you know it. Around the time that this guy's um, infringing himself upon women's rights, there's a guy named Carl Karcher. I think I'm saying that wrong, but that's all right. Carl Karcher, and at this time he's utilizing insider trading. Uh, so mm. he's a, a restaurateur. He's utilizing insider trading uh, by telling his family members to sell, sell stock short when he knows his company is going under. He's cheating the IRS, and he's in a lot of trouble. So he brings this guy on, the guy I'm talking about. All around good guys, just good guys. Yeah. This guy. As a, as a lawyer. Brings him on as a lawyer, and this guy pulls some kind of friggin' miracle, and this restaurateur, Carl Karcher, only ends up, instead of going to prison for a long time, just gets a slap on the wrist. And his deal also allows him to keep all his restaurant holdings. So the restaurant he's allowed, the restaurant chain he's allowed to keep is called Carl's Jr. Uh, all right. Ew. So, Monster bummer. Oh. Now I know it. So from Carl's Jr., uh, he, brings, he brings this guy on as his full-time lawyer now. And he takes all his holdings. In order to retain them, he wraps them up and folds them and puts them under all these claims and holdings, and eventually they become conglomerated under what's called the Santa Barbara Restaurant Group. And the Santa Barbara Restaurant Group ends up acquiring a failing restaurant chain known as Hardee's. Uh, so That's why Hardee's are still around. Hardee's, about to go under... Um, oh, uh, after they acquire Hardee's, this guy ends up... This person ends up becoming CEO and president of the Santa Barbara Restaurant Group. 
which purchases Hardee's, and he takes Hardee's from a fledgling fast food chain to one of the nation's top by going after, and I quote, the hungry young man demographic. <laughs> the fattest of the whitest <laughs> of all of us. He uses uh, ads. A hungry young man? Probably. In 2005. Can't, can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. In 2005, he, 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 they use, they roll out an ad campaign um, that shows hot or attractive women in bikinis eating sloppy burgers in front of muscle cars. I remember those because I'm the target audience. <laughs> hungry young man over here. <laughs> Getting hungry. And uh, in response to this, uh, he's questioning. He says, "I like our ads. I like beautiful women eating burgers. I like bikinis." I think it's very American. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy's the simplest person in the world. I like you pretty ladies. I like you fast cars. Like, uh, we like you sloppy burgies. <laughs> oh, it's toasted buns. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They have the toasted bread. Yeah. Didn't they? The, hard, the, the really hardest buttery toasted bread. Toasted bread. Sourdough, sourdough toasted. So good. The bun. greasiest, butteriest. Oh. I, I mean, that's that's like a version of splotching. That's like an American. That those ads were like American splotching, which in England they have uh, fetish magazines uh, where people pour women and men pouring custard on them and like Ooh. cheeses melting on them. It's mm. like an American, but it's that's our Pretty commercials. Much, yeah. yeah, women. We're only in dipping ketchup. our toe into it, yeah. not into the full splotch. I want to see bikini uh, covered in fresh, hot hamburger and cheese. How much snotty liquids on that burger? <laughs> a lot. I need oh, to see more. Warm. I need to see more bloody hamburger meat in those panties. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. All right, so uh, I wonder which way I should go with this. Oh, there's a big reveal at the end, by the way. Big reveal. All right, so anyways, this guy's Sorry, I just name... thought of another ad for that. <laughs> what, do you, what is it? More mayonnaise in these? I need more mayonnaise in that, yes. in that bra strap? Just a woman, eating an, a woman eating a single large french fry. <laughs> oh. With two hands. Gross. I wonder if you could do that. Like a, a, you know, you see those big candy canes over Christmas? Yeah, just yeah. a couple women eating a large French fry. You need one of those big Idaho potatoes, or just that's America, Kent State. I'm leaving this university. Yeah. What, how does this guy upset that how Kent State handled the student shootings that they didn't shoot more? Like how horrible? <laughs> yeah, right. Not enough well, chicks like, eating sloppy, yeah, snotty, dizzy looking shoot stuff. Enough of my ex girlfriends <laughs> at this rally. You know what? That's a good point. Here. Like I didn't, I didn't research further. It just said he left to spend three years marching on Washington, but it was probably like conservative, like goose step marching for Nixon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For and then he segregation. Became, and so then many he, people sold out though. Like after the seventies, like a bad trip or something, they're hanging out with hippies or whatever. Like a lot of people just flipped. Well, that's what yeah. that's I mean, what happened. Reagan. Anyway. That's how we got Reagan. So many people yeah. sold out. Like, we got fucking Reagan. It was believable that he was a totally different person. Yeah, the eighties uh, hit, 70s. and then there was that mm-hmm. weird trend where everybody's like, "I burnt." I think it was just like you guys ever gone like, like on a like a hard bender. You're just like, I not only can I not drink for a minute. Maybe I need to change a few things around. I think that's like yeah. the 70s, like a decade yeah. of just like hard living, just like, all right, woo, woo, all right I'm going to take a week off, no booze, no bones. And then like, like towards the end of that week, it's like, you know what? I could also use some new furniture. Like maybe I'm going to look for like a, another job well, or something. Think about all of the, the quote unquote hippies we knew growing up. 
They're not yeah. real hippies. They're like yeah. hanger on or faux hippies. So imagine being in the heart of it. There are a couple real hippies and then just a bunch of fucking Johnny come latelys that want to take advantage of it and be like, fuck you. I don't want to go to school no more. Like, right. That would drive me fucking right. crazy. I would become a fucking neocon stormtrooper if I had to, like, honestly went into something to try and, like, I really believe what's going on here. And then a bunch of fucking dickheads are like, hey, buddy, can I get a, can I bum a cigarette? It's just a yeah. bunch of people bumming cigarettes from me <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a decade. <laughs> so let's see. So obviously, like I said, this is a guy, Trump. This guy's name's Andy Putzer. Puzder. Uh, Putzer? Puzder. Puzder. And Puzder? he's Donald uh, he's Donald Trump's choice to become the Secretary of Labor. And in that makes sense. This guy is against raising the minimum wage because he claims no, yeah. it would it would bring up automation. So his his argument is that we raise the minimum wage, my company <laughs> is gonna Why say, Fuck machines? you, I'd rather pay a robot. So it's like yeah. he's just saying, like, no, if you make me try and pay more people, I'm just going to spend that money and make robots. To put in my commercials and spill and spill ketchup on all, all over themselves. Be sexy <laughs> <Yeah>. android. <laughs> just with big, giant, rocking tits. Yeah, exactly. And just a little nozzle that's constantly squirting ketchup onto him. Yeah. That's it's like, <laughs> see what you made me do <laughs> by raising. That's what happens if you I raise pay for these robot titties. This one, this next one makes me, it all makes me angry, but this next one makes me sick. He, the main reason he opposes the Affordable Care Act is because it's allowance of sick leave. He runs fucking restaurants, <laughs> and he doesn't want people to be able to call out oh, sick. No, no, no. You gotta use, you're using restaurant, like, <laughs> restaurant air quotes. Right. I wouldn't call Hardee's a restaurant. Yeah. No offense to anyone who works at a Hardee's. But yeah. Or goes to a Hardee's, but I'm just saying. Or think eats up, Hardee's. Yeah. I know what I'm doing when yeah. I go there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So think about how many people do actually eat at a Hardee's, right? A, a, a yeah. day. And then yeah. how many oh. people those in, people interact with in that given day so every because of this guy everyone's going to have a cold forever yeah, yeah right. well and also like his the two main industries that we have in the united states now are healthcare, which is mainly nursing and fucking food service the service industry right so for him to like stonewall that like oh we're gonna have to automate the hardies that he's a fucking lion asshole the amount of money that would have to go into him investing, they don't, they're, it's not like Bill Gates is investing in Hardy's burger bots. <laughs> like, they're building robots to do things to better humanity, not flip fucking burgers. So he's going to have to spend millions and millions of dollars right. to develop the robots to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the automated cashiers are already, you know, those are already here. Yeah, so that, that, that is true. Like, the automation of the actual interaction aspect of it is gone. I had a, did I tell you guys this already? I, so when I worked at uh, the restaurant on the Upper East Side, and so I dealt with a lot of these guys, big thinkers, big money guys, mm. and I had, I, I had one piece of shit look me straight in the eye, and he just said, you might be serving me a drink now, but look at me, look at me. I'm the guy that's trying to put you out of work. Because I'm the guy that's trying to get automated bars happening in this country. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, the type of fucking brass on you to look at me right in the... Like, fine, you can talk about like all this shit, but to, for him to... like And smiling, like, can I get a few more bar nuts? Like, 
Like, why? Like, where do you, like, and this same guy who would say shit like that and is a big guy didn't want to pay for an adult portion of salmon. So he weaseled his way in through one of the captains at the restaurant. Can't you just give me the, I know we're not supposed to order off the kids menu, but can't you get me, like, a, a kid salmon <laughs> with extra fries? That's the best. Oh, man. So the machine's going to put him out of his job just to fucking chisel in miser machine. Oh, but look how ambitious he's being. Yeah. Shouldn't you respect him? <laughs> right. I yeah. want what a kid he wants. Yeah, I'm competitive. I think their ideas amount to, like, um, this is how we do it in America. We can't give people more time off like the re- like the lazy French. We can't give women maternity <laughs> leave because otherwise America will fall behind. And in their mind, this is Because women what- are lazy enough already. Why give them fucking maternity leave? Because <laughs> why America's should have spent less time Great, marching. It's built on, yeah, no time for marches. Well, Get, stay in, stay in work, make me richer. That's what makes. He's America the alpha. Great. Cool. Yeah, I hope he yeah. puts you out of a job because guess what? The fun part about going to a bar is not plugging it into a computer. Is maybe getting a free shot, getting more. Dickhead, you want you want kid salmon? You're never getting that if yeah. it's a fucking machine. Or oh. hearing this. <laughs> there was a guy in here the other night, and then just sitting there listening to the stories. So there was a guy here the other night. His name was Ralph. <laughs> Ralph said, ah, like, no one wants to do that. Like, oh, here's an iPad. Like, yeah. Can I hear the uh, see, the the the, uh, the the Navy the Navy guy story again? <laughs> Computer. <laughs> it's just to choose your own adventure. Your you own can story. order up the story you want. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, uh, Carl Putster's Wikipedia page, robot, <laughs> and serve me a scotch. The robot's just constantly pointing to a tiny TV in the corner that's just a big, giant pair of bosoms. Hey, check out the set on that. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, can, dude. They have programmed recipes of famous people. Be like, what was uh, Napoleon's favorite drink? Why, I know that for sure. And then you could just have famous drinks throughout history. Bacardi, lime, cranberry, the Napoleon. I, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Self-destruct, five, four, three, two. You know what's worse than fucking shitty bar talk? A bartender robot just playing a fucking commercial for something in your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like, it'd be like, like a gas station. You want, uh, yeah, it's like It's like going to LaGuardia. Yeah, all that's <laughs> going to happen. Everywhere. So this guy, the automation he's talking about is like going up to like a like you know like a fountain soda machine. So you'll go in and yeah. you'll click. I want a Doers on the rocks. I'm gonna love this guy's face when that Doers machine pours him an actual one ounce shot 1. of Doers, point one right. ounce, and see exactly. what that baby looks like. Yeah, well, you're gonna like old heavy hands haunts after that one. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be missing me. As long as that robot is attractive, I don't think anyone's gonna care. Um. <laughs> Not those type of people. Just like, see what an amazing invention I invested in. For the fingers. Yeah, it should be a, a, an attractive lady robot, but the drinks all come from a hose attached to her crotch. Right, right. <laughs> just yeah. to confuse everybody. And then, as Henning said, the ketchup machine will pour ketchup on it, and then you just get like the whole erotic fast food thing happening. It's full circle. It's all full circle. I'm in the weeds here. Um, they uh, so, but this guy's full of shit. So remember how I said he's against raising minimum wage because it would raise automation. This guy is the biggest proponent of automation. He says, yeah. "Let's see, don't make me do what I already want to do." Right? <laughs> You're really forcing my hand on this. <laughs> he said to paraphrase, as opposed to my employees, machines are always polite. 
They are always on the upsell. <laughs> there will be no slip and falls, no extra vacations, no sick days, no race, falls. sex, or gender discrimination cases. Does he only hire silent movie comedians like with the Marx Brothers and Charlie Chaplin back there? Whoa! And that was ahead of slip and fall, I mean, of, of, uh, of race and gender yeah, discrimination. Slip and falls. You know what I hate worse than race and gender discrimination? It's the slip and fall. <laughs> All right, this is the real reason I'm doing this one because I found the real. Because his name is Puzder, and I you found like the, the real. Name. I found the real dirt. Puzder is a crazy Hambubger. Ham Puzder. Great jerk practice name. Tampuster. <laughs> I described, by the way, I, I have a, a poster of all of our flyers. I put them together, and I described somebody, somebody where the term hambubger came from. And I, think they, I swear to God, they slowly backed away. What is, uh, one, can you send me an image of that? Like, take a picture with your phone so yeah, I can yeah, put yeah. it up? Definitely. Yeah. I, I can't find a lot of those, but also, I don't remember where the term hambubger... Oh, we, I think in, I instead do. Of rehearse, to catch a predator. In, instead of rehearsing one night, we all got wrapped into watching To Catch a Predator. Yeah. And we were like, okay, we're going to be done. One more, one more. And then the thing, you know, the screen comes up with, like, the text to email exchange or the instant message exchange. And, it, you know, like, and that dude's It like, was an elderly man. And he was in his 70s. Thir- this like, guy. This 13-year-old girl says this. And Ham Bubger <laughs> responds. And we were like, Ham Bubger? We got to see what this fucking animal looks like. <laughs> And he was just like this, like wispy-haired, like old man, like in pants too big for him. And he just walks in, and like all of them so are sad. so like shocked. But he was just like, huh? Yeah. Well, huh? So Hambubger, did you know she was thirteen? And he's like, huh? I brought M and M's. I brought M and M's and cokes. <laughs> I uh, so here's the dirt I dug up on this baby. From 1973 mm-hmm. to 1987, Puzder, Puzdger, <laughs> was married. Puzder. Puzder. Uh, yeah, like, let, let me think. What does Hardy's have? The Monster Burger? The Monster Puzder? Anyways, yeah. from 1973. Fix your posture, Puzder. This is the guy, by the way, if anybody knows anything about Hardy's, like, he's the guy that turned around and Hardy's became the anti the anti. Healthy, like Health, this was yeah. around the time of like a supersize me oh, and yeah. stuff, Super where McDonald's was like, "All right, we'll acquiesce and we'll put a salad on the menu." We'll right. you know, apple slices. It's all bullshit. But Hardee's went fuck. Like Hardee's put more meat in those bikini panties and just said, <laughs> we, "Like we we aren't gonna hide how sick these will make you." So they had the monster. Oh, burger. now I'm just yeah. Rub the I, mustard in your hair. Now I got Rub another Hardee's ad. You put that meat, that raw meat, in a pair of panties, and you slingshot it back like one of those water balloon things, and just shoot it into some fat guy's mouth. <laughs> in nineteen, from nineteen seventy three to nineteen eighty seven, Puzder was married to Elisa Henning. Oh, for shame, Henning! And in that time, they had two children from nineteen seventy three to nineteen eighty seven. What year were you born, Henning? Eighty. Nineteen eighty. Puzder, to my right. <laughs> oh, my God. Illegit? Illegit. What do you hide behind all those so this dank wo- My guess is this woman's white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Puzder's Mexican. Oh, what a very colloquial Puzder, yeah. Spanish name. Spanish royalty. Yeah, not a lot of Spanish uh, bloodline that's up there in the Lake Erie. Cold, uh, <laughs> that stays. There's not enough turkey plants over there. 
don't know what that means. Oh, man. Not enough fruit needs picking, I there guess. There you go. <laughs> hey, they had. Oh, no, that's true. Hey, my, my that's how that's the origin stories of my family's. My last name is uh, is comes from Rosa. Yeah. And when I asked my dad, I was like, how did uh, Grandpa, how did our people come here? Our people. <laughs> how did our name come to Southern Ohio? And my dad said, well, uh, my dad was picking strawberries in uh, uh, northern Michigan during the Depression. He looked up, and there's no one around. He said, well, to hell with this. And then he left. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that went on up there. It's a good strawberry, you know, labor up there in Michigan in the Depression. Well, you know, that's like, honestly, I, uh, if you talk about, like, agriculture and, and immigrant I don't know. Uh, I don't know one if "emigrant" is the appropriate word to use now, but like that actual migrant labor, migrant workers, yep. yeah, that actually work and picking strawberries. It's like the one of the worst jobs you can have. Well, if you want to experience it, we can all put on our white hippie hats and all go pick uh, weed in uh, California. Why? What, what oh, it? yeah. What does that yeah, mean? You can pick, do. pick marijuana in California. Is that a new up and coming yeah. job? Sounds good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a buddy of mine was going to do that for a month. I know some people that did it for a summer. Yeah, I think uh, September. Live that migrant life, picking some dank buds. Yeah, you get to sleep out there. And listen to podcasts with a bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. Podcast. I might be picking strawberries soon enough. This job thing doesn't come through. <laughs> picking weed. I can't. I can't. I was in uh, – Megan and I went to a party on Sunday night. friend of mine. And uh, they were like – you know, like I'm, I'm sober, but all of a sudden, like I was like, these guys are like, they're smoking joints, fine, nothing, nothing big, and I was like, they're fuck, they're, they're like, getting roasted, but they had all taken a bunch of mushrooms too. Oh, so oh all right, now I know why the Beatles are playing. Like, who plays the Beatles anymore? <laughs> At a party with thirty year olds. I haven't, I hadn't heard Revolver in a while. Let's just put it yeah. that way. The full album Revolver. Yeah. <laughs> I owe it's like the therapy man, when you're huh? on shrooms. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, because, you know, it's New York. We were up in Harlem. It's a smaller apartment. Like, they pulled out, like, I could just ping it from across the room. Somebody pulled out, like, a, a baggie from, it was, like, one of those custom baggies from a box. And I just went, oh, shit. And he pulled out, like, just, like, uh, I don't know, let's call it a dime bag. I'm out of the game. Of Sour Diesel. Like, it had its own label, this and that. Ooh, and I just yeah. saw it. And he, like, I could, like, smell it. And I went, oh, and I read the thing about it. And he started rolling a big joint, and I just said, I have to go, because if I sit here when you light that, I'm going to be high by the time I walk out the door. Yeah. Because it was just, like, too potent. He's rolling yeah. a big if old anything joint. has a name, it's probably uh, a guy I worked with made some, like, uh, edibles out of uh, Woody Harrelson's dad. That's what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> and that shit fucks you up. I bet. The name of it was Woody Harrelson's dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in Minneapolis, uh, you know, Larry, yeah, there was a strain of weed just called Larry and it was like so sought after. And it was these guys like maybe in, um, Montevideo, no, where would they have been? They brought it in from the sticks. They'd come in like once a week, like set up like, and you just didn't tell it was gone. Yeah. He's like, you got Larry? on the banks of a lake outside of Duluth. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was something like that though. My, uh, my parents grow... The brand is called, or the plant is called Strawberry Cough. 
Strawberry cough. That's true. Yeah. See, Familiar that's Rosa. that's nice. But go. that's homespun. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, that is. That actually sounds pretty pretty sweet. They're not going for a home. Yeah, you can you know, sell like, that nice. at Cracker Barrel. I mean, that's how the, that's how the devil labels his poison, isn't it? Something attractive. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Strawberry <laughs> cough. It's not Costner's butt cheeks or something. <laughs> for the, it's not the name for the kids. This isn't for millennials here. I remember the first time I had a person deliver uh, in Brooklyn, and I got into the, this car, this early model 1990 Infinity, <laughs> like 1991, 90. And I was like, I could already deal with this person because uh, the the guy selling weed was like my age immediately. I knew that like, like, this, is, like, this, this guy got the right. Infinity. This guy bought the Infinity when it was like a... The car, <laughs> like in 91, 92. J.D. Power and Associates voted most safe vehicle <laughs> yeah. in 1991. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was great. Because he said, I got purple, haze, and I got Isaac. And I was like, okay, this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> purple, haze, and Isaac. When you say you're, like, there's a there's a Kashi strain, right? Is that something? Because I know... I know your parents are oh, smart. Like, do they actually like do some like cross? No, they're not. They're not pioneering the the brand that existed. And they can we get some JP original, some yeah. dank jerk practice named af- namesake, Sack of McGundy brand. Yeah, let, uh, jerk practice. Smoke a McGundy. Good, good weed name. <laughs> yeah, jerk practice would be a good weed name. Just in general, jerk practice. We got to make it to the top somehow. <laughs> jerk. Some kid commit suicide smoking jerk practice and listening to Black Sabbath. <laughs> No, he'd Put be listening. Little... He he'd be listening to one of our holiday episodes. <laughs> can ice himself. He's listening. He was listening to the Black Bundies. Oh, all that talk about Halloween candy put him over the edge. Yeah, he was holding a medicine vial. It's a jerk <laughs> practice on it. And he hadn't even he hadn't even lit his pipe yet. <laughs> Would it be bad to put a, a little piece of paper that says, "Hey, listen to the podcast" in every baggie? Oh, that would be Just great. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Well, the, good, good cross brand, cross branding there. I listen to a few that's, podcasts that's where they're like, and it's legal in Oregon. We'll have a big Oregon fan base. Yeah, don't they do? Uh, who is it that does? I remember what's the, the mail, the UPS stuff that people advertise on on the radio. Like you could just cross that with advertising, you know, mailing stuff, or if they do Squarespace yeah. with uh, uh, weed delivery. Then we can get our like awesome NASCAR jackets with just big weed leaves on it. UPS United Pot Smokers. <laughs> I've seen that shirt on a boardwalk somewhere. Yeah, I think what that can exists green already. do for you today? Ooh, <laughs> did you catch that? Oh yeah, he slided in. Yeah, some, smooth, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts that genuinely are like, for this episode, they have like, it's not a disclaimer. Would it be a, would it be a proclamation? (laughs) (laughs) And I would listen to this pod, but first you should smoke Smoke a lot. But like, that are like, this is a crazy episode. I just got a song that was. And I would smoke 500 bongs. 500 bongs. I think we got a spoof music video coming out. There it is. And all the bongs are resting between the cleavage of women eating cheeseburgers. That's how you know you got a narc. Hey, man, like last night I did like 500 bongs. (laughs) I was just thinking about, because 
Remember Pear Pelagic Party Animal? Yeah, I was thinking of that recently, actually. I have no Mitchell's idea why I thought of that, but I thought about it the other day. An old sketch. And that was a sketch oh, me, that? Mitch, and you were in. And it was based, we were watching some <laughs> oh my God, documentary just... about just this dumb kid who was just like, I drank so much. And he was just so cocky about how drunk he was getting. And he fell off the railing at a mall. Two stories or, off of an escalator. He jumped off. And he, like, oh. broke his back. Oh. And he was, like, on the mend. But all he would talk about was, like, and then I drank ten shots. <laughs> and then, then I smoked some weed. And then he was yeah. so into, like, how fucked up he was that we wrote that sketch where you were the paraplegic party <laughs> animal and Mitch was the sheriff. That just also wanted to party. <laughs> you were well, he thought he was cool. Like, because this yeah. kid was putting out the projection, like, it's cool to get fucked up, but he had just fallen. So I remember this story well, and I have a, I don't know if we're at the creek in the cave, but I'll put up on the uh, mm. uh, the Jerk Practice Podcast Facebook page, at Jerk Practice Pod. Wink. Uh, I'll yeah. put up a video of Mitch and I, of us all doing the, the sketch. But this, ga- this kid was like so. gallon shots. A thousand of them. How cool it was to be fucked up, but you're like, right. you just fell, like, you're really handicapped you Jumped off of now. a railing. It's yeah. not cool, but somebody would think that, it's like any, it's like a peer pressure thing, like, no matter what, it's still cool. Because in the actual documentary saw, this kid was kind of on the mend, but then he slipped. Like, he was clearly had, like, a substance problem, and, and it was like. He did a jump kick out a window and try to punch an airplane. <laughs> He was doing okay, and then the mom was like, he's having trouble again. And, like, straight out of, like, something you would only see in, like, a Will Ferrell movie, he comes whipping up. They're having a picnic. He comes whipping up to the picnic oh, table right. on a four-wheeler. Like, woo-woo! <laughs> oh, no. She's like, oh, No, it was God. like a cutscene from a WWE event. It was like, and Vince McMahon sitting down to a picnic with his family, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin shows up on a four-wheeler. He's, like, drinking a beer, and he's flipping people off. Like, it's just like, you can't. You're not a real person. No. <laughs> You're going to die again. <laughs> He's probably dead. I can't die. Yeah. God loves I'm, me. I'm fermented. <laughs> you seen... Uh... Ooh, Hans is leaving. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> All this talk about boozing it. Crap, it's up to He's me to carry the podcast now, shit. It's on your very broad shoulders, Henning. Uh... You seen WWE when Donald Trump shaved Vince McMahon? Help shave him. I've seen that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Our first WWE. Well, yeah, president. but isn't yeah Mc, yeah we've got uh, isn't his wife in the cabinet? I think there was talk about her being on in his cabinet somehow. Linda McMahon. Yeah. We delivered to his son. Shane. Yeah. His son lives next door to uh, Natalie Portman at the time. We liked him because he w- his apartment, believe it or not, was all like this Buddhist. Uh, stuff. He lived right next to the Holland Tunnel in Tribeca, and uh, uh, yeah, and uh, he was nice. Everybody talked to him. Anyone that that watched wrestling would talk to him, and he would give us all 20 bucks in cash. He's the best! Yeah, so we were like, oh, we're going to Mick Shane McMahon's house. I'm like, who's that? And they're like, you know who Shane McMahon is? And that's, I was done with wrestling at that point, and they're like, no, his son is back doing stuff. No, he's in it. He's he's involved. And I was like, really? Because I still to this day have no idea that he was involved in it. I just know him from a guy that would give me 20 bucks in cash. <laughs> and I'll be like, this is a good day. <laughs> I like you, sir. Yeah. Namaste. Now <laughs> let me go get some weed. <laughs> this is kind of our 
our first episode where we we promised we were going to talk about Trump, right? Do we want to get into it? Did you hear my poster, Ter? Well, you got to say again. Yeah. Did you guys hear about DeVos, that woman who's running for the education? I thought yeah. it was... Is it... Uh, she's matter. she may not make it because she's going for another. <laughs> is it Davos? Devil Davos. How about this? We Davos. don't pronounce any of these people's names correctly right. on purpose. I think that's a good form of protest. <laughs> and it's our a hilarious jerk practice version. Don't pronounce it correctly. Betsy Devies. Yeah. Uh, oh, so we're sure. Donald Trump. Oh, Donald Trump. How come nobody uh, thought of that one? Trump. <laughs> Trump. Trump they all Trump, read Anne Rund. <laughs> They're all big fans of Anne Rund. <laughs> Ayn Rand. And the water's face. Is Ayn yeah. Rand, she wrote the vampires, right? Yeah. Yeah, she wrote the vampire. Lestat. <laughs> and his, his stories. She wrote the vampire fountain. I really wish that's all the new <laughs> conservatives. They just loved Harlequin vampire romance. Right, yeah. That's their idea. They want to live forever. They want to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah, they want to be rich. <laughs> they do want to be Dracula. Yeah, they are Draculas. Do you think Donald Trump reads books? Like that's an that seems like really base no. and basic, but I don't think he like picks up Classics Illustrated, and, the comic. I don't think he has. Yeah, the way he speaks, it doesn't indicate that he you know reads full sentences. You know? <laughs> I, there was like a little article I saw the the French translator like watched Donald Trump speak and was like, I have no fucking clue. Like, she was just like, the syntax and how he talks and the words he uses, she's like, I'm fucking dumbfounded. <laughs> she's like, basically like, I don't know how he learned English, but it was probably a pack of dogs. Yeah. Pack of dogs selling automated cashier devices. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe pack that's, he's Posner's latest uh He was rollout. raised on a roof by pigeons by Mike Tyson. Right, yeah. What's the most sidious animal, pigeons and rats? It sounds like he learned it from a bunch of self-promoting wrestlers. They're right, better yeah. than that. <laughs> yeah. I think, didn't his money come from parking lots? Didn't he inherit? Like, that was <laughs> his dad's. The, the parking lot his... fortune? You're probably, it probably came from... It was real estate. I think his dad, doesn't his dad own, like, a bunch of parking lots? Because that blew up in the probably 50s Jerry Trump 60s. Sr. invented the parking lot? <laughs> well, when you, I think you're not far off, Mitch. I think what you mean by that is his dad just happened to own a lot of open lots. Yeah. And then that, that boom happened in New York in the 80s. 70s and 80s. Well, no, yeah, 70s was uh, bankrupt. But then after they came out of that in the 80s, all of a sudden they had all this real estate. Donald Trump gets a loan, gets contracts, and starts building buildings on them. Like, that's it. It makes and, sense. Like, yeah. Parking lots wouldn't really pay out until people want to come back to the city, which would be in the 80s. Right. Yeah. And when you, see, <clears throat> when you see pictures of Columbus Circle, like before that tower, Trump Tower was there, in the 70s, like so many pockets of Manhattan was just a, it was a complete shithole. Fucking groovy, man. Oh, yeah. It was groovy. Yeah. And we're it, forgetting it's, it's never going name. back there again either. That will never happen again, and without it'll never some, be scummy again. Without a disaster of you know civilization falling, like that's the last age you'll see affordable, like right. dingy, cool New York. Now you have to just dress like after the typhoon <laughs> is when it'll be affordable. Yeah, it'll be again. after the taf- typhoon. Downtown will be hip again. I don't know. Is there a, is there a hip city? Let's just st- Detroit. Let's- I keep hearing things about Detroit. Everyone's yeah. like, "Ah, oh, there's all this. You got a warehouse space, and everybody's." I mean, they're trying because <laughs> cool. they're trying to bring it back, and they're giving to- loans to young entrepreneurs and artists. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think hip doesn't. That just means desperately poor people that will do yeah. nothing but artists who will live anywhere. Yeah, P- 
people with more balls and youth than ourselves. Well, yeah, I think yeah, I <laughs> we think did what that. yeah, we but, took Bushwick back. We did <laughs> our part. Right. We lived in shitholes. Yeah, to de- de- define <laughs> hip, it's like uh, it's art over everything else, right? Like I don't give a fuck. I want to party and I want to create and all that other stuff on the wayside. So we don't care where we live. Uh, what's mine is yours, and that the kind of hip thing we're hippie. Hip, hippie? Yeah, no. well, I, the hip yeah. is, is the neighborhood with a bar called Cheers that only plays Frasier. That's the hippest neighborhood. That's yeah. hipster. Ooh. Right, so there was a... Uh, Trademarked. Did you guys like see, that. this is how old I am, but the last well, a few shows of David Letterman, uh, Tom Waits was on, and he talks about living in California and coming back to New York. And uh, he, has, he had some really, really he's, he's a hilarious guy. He might yeah. as well be Groucho Marx. But he comes on and he says, I came back to Manhattan today. And where he actually said, I came back to Manhattan today. And he's like, I came back to Manhattan today. And there's a line around the block. And I didn't know what was going on. Is there this new band playing? Is there an art exhibition? Is there a girl fight? What's happening? And it turns out it was just for salad. Oh, I was, I was going to guess cronuts. <laughs> but salad is just as good. <laughs> it was for Salad? salad? Yeah, well, he was just doing a joke about, you know, the uh, change of from when, you know, he was downtown. Or, I love that in the 30s, that was looked down upon. Like, that was a fucking bread line. And now it's like the richest people are in line yeah, exactly, for fucking exactly. <laughs> shitty cheap food. This is what it feels like to be desperate. Ooh, a $20 soup. Oh, yeah, the comfort levels are. I was, I was, I was in, uh, well, I was, I was talking to my therapist yesterday and I like walked in. He's like, are you all right? And I was like, honestly, in like, uh, I was a ball of fire and anger. And do you know why? Because it, I got rained on. Like that's it. Like that's the comfort level. And I was like, I could, I, I could cognitively understand how insane that was. I was like, I'm fucking anxious. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. And it's only because I had to walk two blocks in the rain. I'm like, I can't, I can't switch my mind off of it. I know that's crazy, but like. That's all it took yesterday. Like I was so irritable, like like kind of like the don't touch me, like kind of irritable. And yeah, it was all yeah. because I got off on the wrong end of the subway platform. So I had to oh, walk longer than off. I thought. Yeah. And it was yeah. just raining out. And I hadn't had to walk yeah. in the rain in a while. Oh, God. Yeah. So it's just you like I, I can understand like these privileged problems because I really All the felt... reasons we would all die in the woods. Yeah. Yes. Well, the, uh, you got to get one of those automated raincoats. That, is that like that a back talks future to you, two thing? Encouraging. Yeah, we should start this. We should invest. Hey, I'm investing in automated raincoats. You should thank me. Hots almost pitched that for the, the invention of the year. The coat that tells you when your birthday is. Oh, yeah. you said. <laughs> no, what was well, it that? should have a speaker in it where you put the hood up. It gives you like encouraging advice like, it's just rain. Everything's going to be fine. <sighs> Don't forget to turn right. That's yes. like yeah. That's yeah. your that's that's where the that's where the strawberry cough comes in. You put the hood up. It gives you a little. It gives you a little toot, and it just says, <laughs> "Remember, man, rain is God, and God is rain." <laughs> <laughs> used and then to you open the door Armstrong to your job likes. at Hardee's, <laughs> repairing the chesty robot. That's and you have to mustard. explain to that robot before it uh, it uh, pinches one of your nipples off while you're late. Explain yourself. Oh, that, that. I remember the other day, I keep forgetting this, and then I keep remembering it as my uh, uh, random encounters with celebrities and my time in New York being a catering waiter and delivering groceries to them. 
uh, I told this story to somebody the other day, and this kid that was, uh, this kid goes, man, you've had such an interesting life. And I go, I delivered groceries. I held a tray of food. I didn't do anything. Right, and it's always happened to Yeah, it was because of sheer cunning that I ended up holding a tray of pigs in blankets at an event at Lincoln Center. Uh, but I, I want to see what he saw between those cutscenes in your life where you're like <laughs> desperately running down an alley. Yeah. Like, I should be serving those people wine uh, at random. All the sword fighting, right. yeah. swashbuckling. No, but I poured Donald Trump's wine once at an event for uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center uh, for Qatar Airways, mm. the country of Qatar, and no one had the balls to call that airline Air Qatar, by the way. Oh, right, fucking fumble. But yeah, he was sitting at a table like a frog, like he does, leering at, <laughs> sitting, pouting. And then the table next to him was uh, Chloe Sevigny, however oh, you say yeah. her name, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and uh, Peter Sarsgaard, and a couple other people. And they were nice. And it was just funny because I was, you know, there the people like, oh, I admire. And then this guy, and just sitting like a lump. I just remember he was sitting side saddle. He wasn't facing his food. He was just kind of like out. Did he have the chair backwards? Like a, I think he like was looking at people boy? to make sure if people were looking at him. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, and then they whisked no. all the waiters away, and then Diana Ross came in and did a 20-minute medley, and the whole event was Damn, over. you have lived an interesting life. Yeah, I know. Just standing his, there, looking at holding people. He has to leave his rump hanging off the side of the chair so he can talk. <laughs> his rump was right. doing the business end. That's why I was leaning off yeah. the side. That's who was yeah. talking to Sarsgaard. Yeah, so that's my presidential <laughs> history. That's it right there. I love that you mentioned frog. Sarsgaard I have a little one thing that involves Trump and frogs. He is a frog. He uh, he denied that it was raining on his inauguration day speech. You see that? What? Of, of the weather. He's like after the, after the fact. He said uh, he started the speech and it was like, oh God, no, it's it's gonna rain. But then magically. The skies opened up, and God, God sent the sunshine for a little moment while he was He just watched speech. Young Pope. That's how Young Pope starts. Oh, yeah? Literally, the beginning of Young Pope starts with fucking Jude Array Law going out into the rain, and then it stops raining. And then he gives the best Pope speech ever given by a Pope, and then it turns out to be a dream. I think yeah. Donald Trump thinks he's still dreaming. I think we're all in Donald Trump's dream. Yeah. We might be, man. We were all taking mushrooms the other night. What um, so in his inauguration speech or in an interview after? Afterward, okay. I didn't. I, you know what? And I, I know, uh, Henning, you made like a good point. Trump. This is this is Trump time because we said uh, we were going to get into the Trump. So uh, so let's make that clear. But call him Don John. Yeah, I don't want to get into him. <laughs> he oh my god! Yeah, none of yeah. He's loose. <laughs> the. You got Mad Dog and the Tramp on the other end over here, Henning. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take another hit from the... We're 500 bongs in. We're in the bone zone. What have you got to say, sexy android? Do you think... Yeah, do you think there is, like... Like, that would be funny if... uh, like a technical engineer who's like just needed a job ended up having to get a job on with like these two bonehead you know morning DJs but he's in charge of like all the sound effects so like the one guy's like welcome to the bone zone but then his like uh, his you know his sound effect is like <laughs> <laughs> the guy actually sucking a cock yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, am I right, Skink? It's Skink and the Mad Dog, the Muskrat. Skink and the Mad Muskrat Dog. Yeah. He couldn't he couldn't decide? He couldn't. Dauga, Dauga, the ferret and the pregnant otter. Back at you. Uh, Trump time. So he was lying about shit, huh? <laughs> he's, a, he's a liar, right? Um, like all this, all this stuff before grabbing peas, uh, Penis. making fun of of disabled, saying Mexicans are rapists. That's that's bad, but like the, that's ancient history. Truth, his relationship to the truth is what really gets me going because he's so he's so. He just doesn't care about what the truth is. He'll he'll make shit up just to he's, he'll say it ch- shown on his inauguration speech just to say it just because he's used yeah, to yeah he'll just say like it to a, say it because he think the reality show uh, his reality where he what he says goes and when people don't believe him or fact check him later he's the haters CNN is fake news yeah he's he's a jockster he's just yeah a jock. here's the I got a little segment about Trump. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, We have conflicting segments because I see (laughs) Henning's got one set. I think he was leading into one. I was going to talk about the inauguration photos. Do it. That whole thing. Yeah. Mine has to do with chaos, frogs, and how we won some. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go photos and then frog. Frogger. Uh, So... The the <laughs> you've all seen the photos by now of of uh, of the uh, side side by side photos of the inauguration compared to Obama's by now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. those Photoshop photos, of course. And those adorable pictures of George Bush acting like a baby panda with was that George, poncho. Was George Bush at the inauguration? Yeah. Yeah. W. Fucking red, white, and blue baby boy himself was there. Well, that's what I was, uh, when I was talking about the books, like, do you think Donald Trump reads? I was being genuine, because I don't mean, like, Donald Trump's dumb, Donald Trump's, like, so stupid, but we remember, going back to George, real side pin, sorry, Henny, going back to George H.W. Bush, like, I remember he was so self-conscious about people thinking he was unintelligent. That every week yeah. he used to put out a list of books he was trying to read. Oh. Or reading, right? Let's just say reading. So at yeah. least as much well, as right, yeah. you can dislike him, he was putting in uh, supposedly putting in the effort to reading a book. I think Donald Trump's just like, what do I need to fuck? I don't need – that's a waste of time. You know what I mean? That's all I meant Leave by the that. books to the LGBTQs. <laughs> I don't need to read. I watch TV. I don't think he watches TV. I really think he only has, like, uh, I think he has to constantly be surrounded by people because he needs constant, like, close adoration. Like, I don't think he can sit alone with himself. Yeah, his wife looks secretly terrified of him. It's it's troublesome. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest with that relationship with the wife. She's just, she, she did not marry Trump for any redeeming reasons, right? Or am I is that no. is that unfair no. to project that? Like I think she's No. It's true. Like many people looking What if he's for, a giving lover? She has free will. She can you know, yeah. she can do she chose him. Yeah. Right. And she, and because she chose him, yeah. she lives comfortably. Uh financially. Yeah, unless he's blackmailing her. At this right. point with what? A lot of free Melania signs at the at the protest. That was fun. There was a funny Melania 
Uh, free Melania. Bl- Melania, blink twice if you need help. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, the, yeah, go for it. So CNN chose to cut to those those live crowd shots. We see the photos, but CNN was cutting live to the shot down the mall from the uh, from the Washington Monument, mm-hmm. and they showed that the mall was not filled, much to the confusion of President Trump, who saw a packed house from his point of view. And expected to see and desperately wanted there to be a, a packed house but uh, he was looking at it from the opposite sense the opposite end so whose point of view is more accurate the contention behind all the the you know the the out fact stories that the, the fake news that you see is that uh, CNN spliced in not live footage from earlier in the day before Trump was there in order to make it look like he never drew a full crowd but the articles just state that the splicing must have happened because here is a photo from Trump and it, from behind Trump and it looks crowded. So there's there's no video analysis of the evidence or evidence to back it up. The photo from behind Trump certainly does look more impressive, but that's what you'd expect. The crowd is packed in close to him at the front, and the low angle makes it hard to see gaps far off in the distance. If you wanted to do a more useful perspective to get an actual estimation of the crowd. You take a picture from up high, like the Washington Monument, say. And we have the time-lapse video of the whole inauguration day. Mm-hmm. And there's no frame of that that CNN could have cut to instead to show a more filled Washington mon- uh, uh, Mall. So so it was just always tepid? Yeah. You just didn't oh, get a sure, yeah. the whole thing. You know, seven hours of, of people filing in and then... It reaches a peak, and then people file out, and you can see, you can see Donald Trump on the monitors giving his speech and everything. So that's that's the time that they're showing. And subway ridership numbers from that day align with the estimates of the mall. That's another line of evidence. You pulled a jerk practice crowd, man. <laughs> you yeah, you pulled a creek in the cave Sunday night. Yeah, he should have had us opening with fucking yeah. George Washington crossing the Delaware. <laughs> Sketch artists. Half of those or people we, were people they yeah. gentlemen that he worked with. Or if or if we could have performed if the women's march would have coincided, then when we could have performed for the the women's march, then they would have ran from us and then to his inauguration. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so we could have like helped in another way. Oh you know what, Henning? We didn't see any shameless self promoting at the women's march. Mm. We just, really didn't. Well shameless self promotion of women, am I right? Give me a break. <laughs> Just my sign of Baron Harkonnen. Hey, look at me. Yeah. There's a lot of those pussy hats. A lot of pussy hats. Someone made money on that. Somebody, I was, <laughs> so the trains were really packed, and I was going to meet Allison and Henning. And uh, the I was on the 6th train, if you know Manhattan, and Union Square, right? You couldn't even get down mm-hmm. to the platform. The, the, the stairwells, everything was full. You had to wait for two trains to clear out before you could even get down to the platform. So when I got down to the platform... A woman had just opened a fresh box of cat ears, pussy ears, not like the hats that you see, but just like uh-huh. straight up Halloween, like um, headband cat ears. Yeah. Sure. And sure, yeah. th- she said, uh, I, I, I heard her talking to somebody later because she had like five left after before the train came. Um, she had announced that these cat ears are one for $10 and all the money is going to Planned Parenthood. And the box held 10 of them, uh, 200 of them. And she had five left before I got on the train. And that was in, like, the lapse of four or five minutes. Damn. How do, how do they know? That's the thing always with these 
you know. That if it's, it's going yeah. to Planned Parenthood? Trust I don't know. Nobody. I'm just saying people were bu- lapping shit the up. The hustle. Yeah. It ends up being pretty pretty smart because your whole march is branded that way, right? Oh. And people know exactly what this march is about. If you see a crowd of a photo of a crowd of people and a sea of pink hats, you know what they're there yeah. for. And Trump can't, for example, use a picture of the women's protest the day after his inauguration and say it was his inauguration crowd. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, I think his supporters, most of his supporters can't afford to take a trip to D.C. I don't think. Just to yeah. do that? Just to stand there? I mean, my whole my home county was like 80% for him, I think. And I haven't even heard of anybody yeah. going, like, not from a story from a family member or anybody that was crazy about him, because there's some nuts down there. I mean, you go south on 23, and there's a huge sign, uh, drain the swamp, next to that person's house that owns that blueberry farm. <laughs> right blueberry well, bog? Yeah. I think the people that did go, the equivalent, you know, like, you go to these events so you can say, like, I was there. The equivalent of these yeah. people, let's say, 20 years from now, getting to say I was there, is going to be the equivalent of, like, a... Um, of a of a of all those James ex, Buchanan an, fans of an expat German who's going to be like I was at the beer hall putsch like oh <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. you need to go to Brazil Ooh, the night of knives right <laughs> there's so there's so many reasons why his his inauguration like logical reasons why he wouldn't expect to ha- have a, as big an inauguration as Obama say or even Obama's the yeah. second inauguration, like the weather was not as good. DC is like ninety five percent Democratic, and he yeah. he still got a pretty okay crowd for an inauguration of a Republican in a blue district on a bad day of weather. It's still a totally respectable crowd, but yeah. he's he just doesn't want to admit that it's not the biggest crowd ever. But who gives a right. fuck? Like, yeah, exactly. It's such a non-issue. You won. You won. It's insane. Yeah, yeah right. you won. They don't care. They, even people that voted for him don't care now. They just wanted him to win. It was like, it yeah. was kind of like the, he got the uh, the white neo-libertarian kind of, I think there was a lot of, if people could still call themselves anarchists that would vote for him, they'd be like, fuck it. Yeah. They love him because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, and they don't give a fuck. So they're like, "Yay, he won! We won! He's there!" So let's watch it all fall apart. I think, yeah, that's a pretty un, in in my opinion, an unjustified reason. But I think a lot of people voted for him because they just want like, it's like an extremist vote. Like, I want to see what kind of fucked up shit can happen. Most likely, and the people that voted for him are the people that are going to be the least affected. Meaning, like. Uh, let's just say white males, like, but they're like, I want to see how fucked up shit's gonna get around me, because at least, yeah, the, my boring life will be a little more interesting. Oh, no, and it's, it comes from a shitty point. Like that person lives in comfort. Like that person will be the least affected by his choices as a a white male anarchist. It's like you're fine. You live in a suburb. You, if you live with your parents, yeah. like they'll they'll protect you. Like you have money. You don't have. You know what? It, like yeah. it's. Of course, you are like fuck it. Let's see what happens because you have no skin in the game. They're also very good. Like all these websites, uh, I've got into a couple arguments with some of my friends uh, back home, and like the whole. Well, they say it, it's not as easy to say uh, everyone's uh, sexist, homophobic, bigot. 
but that neo-libertarian white strain, yeah. they're really good at building these websites of like truth, truth in the media. We mm -hmm. want, you know, we want to hold the media accountable and they have a little bit of environmentalism. They got a little bit of, but underneath yeah. all of that is like crazy. I, I was reading one that my, uh, somebody was posting and they appear on the, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center's list of neo-Nazi organizations. And if you looked at <laughs> their website, nothing would indicate that. They're like, oh, yeah. these people are just being like, yeah, yeah, we want freedom, freedom of speech, and like, we want to hold the media accountable, and it's all owned by corporations. But there's this little strange tiny blurb. Underneath of it, you're like, oh, what seems to be the predominant thing Free mind comps. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's all white people. They're all very angry, and they're all terrified of the government, and none of them want to pay taxes. Well, I could parlay into my little little tidbit because it kind of fits in with everything we've been talking about. Awesome. Go for it. Uh, are we all familiar with Pepe the Frog? Yes. Uh, go into Pepe it a little bit. Is not, yeah, yeah, are you guys – I know what he looks it's like. It's that weird I never like Muppet-looking gross frog. Mm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Pepe is not a white nationalist symbol. Pepe isn't a harmless meme propagated by teens and internet trolls. Pepe the Frog is, in fact, the modern-day avatar for a long-forgotten deity accidentally resurrected by online meme culture. Continue. Gentlemen, we're going to find out how Trump won. All right. Uh, this began, uh, the, the meme of Pepe began trending on the website 4chan around 2010. I don't know if you guys are familiar with 4chan. It's pretty crazy, yeah, 4chan. It's basically like if uh, Facebook is, you know, you know, like Hollywood cinema, 4chan's like scumbum, like okay. old backroom porno. <laughs> All right. Like, like a, it's just, well, it's an board. It's, an, it's not really it's about an, yeah. socializing. It's an image board. Yeah, it's an image it's board where you share images, you but up here. yeah, and everything is anonymous. Yeah. Autopsy so, photos aplenty. So you, you can say and post whatever you want, and it's just not tied back to, like, Mitch Rose at, you know, earthforge.com. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. some random thing. But so they, uh, eventually the people I wonder if that'd be interesting to see if people have actually gotten in trouble because obviously they could go back to your IP address or something if you yeah. posted some. I weird think if, shit. if they dig far enough, if you're like posting shit about how you're going to blow the president's head off or like terrorist stuff, they're going to they can find you through IP addresses, I would imagine. <laughs> you're going like, to kidnap Madonna. <laughs> Did you hear what she said? <laughs> I want to go get Madonna. I'll get her. Did you see uh, so Madonna yeah. had to have her own custom pussy hat? Yeah, she she's a fashion wear, icon. <laughs> she couldn't just wear the standard. She had to have cool Hollywood pussy she hat. She had to get that black pussy. <laughs> no, I saw that. I was like, is that the same hat? I was like, all right, already. Hollywood elite. What's everybody wearing? Goofy hats? I need my own special yeah. goofy hat. You should have seen mine with the big pink dong uh, rat tail hanging off the back of it. <laughs> mine has eyes on it that look down on you. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, Pepe began trending on 4chan around 2010. Also around that time, the, the term LOL began to fall out of favor, and a new slang term arose, K-E-K. Uh, originating on World of Warcraft, uh, it's an, a 
a, a Korean translation, basically, of LOL. Right. K-E-K? So K-E-K. K-E-K. It's not onomatopoeia. It's just, it's a... It's a, Yeah, it's an onomatopoeia of laughing out loud translated into, from Korean. That's Laughing out loud is not an onomatopoeia. Right. That's what I was saying. So it's not a, it's an acronym, not a onomatopoeia. It's yeah. not like ha ha ha. It's like LOL. It's like LOL, yeah. It's not a spoonerism, correct? <laughs> no, also not that. All right. Sorry, go ahead. So in this internet culture, like, to show your, like, ah, ha, ha, like, they started using K-E-K instead of LOL because it's K-K-K-K-K-K-K. inclusive in their, could be their culture. Could be an onomatopoeia. That's how they laugh in Korea. German day. You can't see it over here, but Henning's got a... Uh, he's doing Are you a playing chopsticks on the piano swastika. with chopsticks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's painting a swastika with chocks, chopsticks, chalk, right. cho- chopsticks, and, he, and keckling. Kecking. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, the Nazis were friends with the Koreans, right? Uh, no, they were Japanese. friends with the Japanese, and yeah. the Japanese, Japanese hate were Koreans. not. Yeah, the Japanese were not cool with mainland. Ja- uh, yeah. Where'd the Korean War come from then? That was, communist, yeah, communism versus capitalism. Northern uh, uh, Korea, freedom versus split. oppression. We got it. We got into evil. yeah. We got into South Korea because of uh, uh, a lot of Christian ministers. It's a very Christian country. A uh, wonderful import there from the United States of America. K E K indeed. Am I right? Kick 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 kick. All right, that's a nice uh, little history tip. No Nazis, uh, no Koreans. Nope. Koreans were traditionally servants in Japan. Oh, oh there you yeah. go. Those Japanese were uh, not not all Japanese, but uh, the uh, Empire era. The Empire era. Those Japanese were some fucking mean motherfuckers. Or am I just? Oh, uh, dude. Am I just uh, have been taken in by the propaganda of the time? But weren't they like they were some pretty nasty individuals? The upper ups. Yeah. If you want to be depressed all day, just read about the uh, rape yeah. of Nan King. Yeah, yeah. There you go. No K E K in there. No, no. Unless you're no, a Japanese no. officer. Yeah. There's no whale safe off the coast. <laughs> I'm not uh, anti Japanese. All right? No, those those are just terrible yeah. things that happened. Not because they were Japanese, it's just terrible things that happened. <laughs> See if we keep keep saying like and I'm just saying <laughs> it just sounds worse. I know like we're just digging Japanese. a huge hole. The more and more we string it out, the people listening are like I don't think these guys are like the Japanese. Are they racist against Japanese people? <laughs> love Koreans, love Chinese, but those Japanese. Yeah. Just uh, racist against horrible things. <laughs> it's like love Korean, love Japanese, love Korean, love Chinese, Japanese, uh, uh, indigestion. I'm just trying to think of like a funny food reference, but never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, by 2015, Pepe the Frog had become the unofficial mascot for 4chan's political discussion board, entitled Politically Incorrect. Oh, where'd they come up with that? Uh, yeah, they stole it from another crappy TV show. Yeah. So if you sense. hadn't noticed, these guys aren't, like, the sharpest fellas on the internet. Uh, on the message board, it was backslash P-O-L's backslash. That was their, their political thing. Uh, became a gathering place for... Uh, Unspoken outside, uh, unspoken outsider millennials. Uh, so basically, just young kids fucking grousing about politics, yeah, and then saying whatever the fuck they wanted, and not being okay. held accountable, right? So of course it became a fertile ground for Trump early on because he was the fucking outsider and he, you know, said he had a big dick on television. You know, he's perfect for these type of people. 
who just love saying shit, just love talking shit. He's their guy. Right. right. Trolls. Trolls, exactly. For the lols, trolls. Just say he was the perfect. most outrageous shit yeah. and get a reaction. Gotcha. Uh, and then part of the final culture for this uh, image posting board is a thing called dubs. Uh, every 4chan post has an eight-digit numerical stamp. Uh, okay. So just so you can – it places itself in the timeline and you can find it. Um, so most of it uh, – the first four are pretty inconsequential, but the last four you uh, – these people have uh, attached themselves to. Uh, it's essentially random. When a post gets uh, repeated digits, it's called dubs. So 8800, basically the doubling of things. And these guys would use – these posts got to be more and more prevalent. Like they would jokingly gamble on if their post was going to get a dubs. Got you. I see. So this idea of dubs and posts, like those posts being better or luckier or having some more power. Uh, and Anyways, people playfully bet on something called dubs. It's called a get. So you get a get. You win. You win, Mitch. You won the conversation. It's a get. Uh Wow. Uh, quick, people quickly noticed that uh, posts featuring Trump began to disproportionately see gets. Uh. So as they kept talking more and more shit, they post more Trump stuff. Couldn't possibly be just random chance, but uh, they started to see that Trump Trump posts were getting more gets, more dubs. Uh, so now all the pieces are in place, fellas. Yeah, the die is cast. The sands are parting. Isn't one of his, I think the wife of one of his cabinet members is a Google executive, I think. Probably. That, that sounds really hardcore evidence, doesn't it? <laughs> I think I heard that one time. I think I read it on 4chan. <laughs> so now the pieces are in place. Pepe the Frog is the unofficial mascot of 4chan's political section. Trump is the candidate of choice. For, uh, for that section. For that section. Gotcha. And Keck, K-E-K, is used as an expression of delight, keck, particularly keck, in response to Trump's trolling and all of the gets he's getting. So it's there. All the pieces, gentlemen, and a god is born for the digital age. Bring him flies. But which god? <laughs> which god to bring flies to? Yes, golden flies. Keck. Uh, also turns out to be an ancient Egyptian deity, the frog-headed one. There we go. Really? Really? Yep. The, the Seriously? You may call it simple synchronicity, Mitch Rose. Mm, Kek no. is the deification of the primordial concept of darkness in ancient Egyptian religion. Mm. The male form is a froghead. The female is a snakehead. He represents obscurity and the unknown. Dot, dot, dot. Whoa. Right. I think my brain just fell into my coffee. There you so now, uh, so as this, this sort of meme was rising of this god, Keck, the Keck god, and all this frog-headed chaos stuff in Trump, a statuette on Amazon of the, a frog statue uh, mislabeled uh, as Keck, but the actual hieroglyph spelled another uh, Egyptian god, but the hieroglyphs themselves look, look like a person sitting in front of a computer and then behind the computer is a strand of DNA. Gentlemen. <laughs> that was well, a hieroglyph? Like it was a hieroglyph. I saw a picture. It does. 
If you look at it, it kind of does look like someone sitting in front of a computer. Okay. You got to yeah. send. I got to get a hold of that hieroglyph and put that. Baby I'll find up it there. for you. Uh, thus, the this cult of Keck was born, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're neck deep in a group now. of people who just want to see the world burn. Basically, they're into chaos. darkness and chaos. And Trump is the was fueled by this. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, number pairs are important in the Ag- Agadad religion, which is Egyptian. So there you go. You got your gets that ties to Keck, the repeating, and then gentlemen, and then came nine eleven. Oh boy, two thousand sixteen. What? There's a new one yes. coming. Twenty sixteen. It came and went. What did I miss? And it didn't. Was it, it didn't take it didn't take the end of the world. It didn't take down two towers. It took down one white-haired old lady. Sure. On two, 9-11, 2016, Hillary fainted. Oh, <laughs> well, that's right. Also, around that time, Hillary declared Pepe a symbol of white supremacist and the alt-right. Well, she's wrong. It's Egyptian. Come on. <laughs> Leading to the Anti-Defamation League, making it a, an official hate symbol. Also around that time, this is not a stretch, gentlemen. The anthem of Pepe was found. The band P-E-P-E. Their album was found called Chatelet. On the album cover, a frog. Mm-hmm. P-E-P-E stands for point, emerging, probabi- probably entering. Ooh, nerd, what are gets about, band. gentlemen? What are gets about? Probability. Mm-hmm. An ancient deity emerges slash enters. At points of probability, gentlemen, that's Keck the Frog God. Yeah, it's but chaos magic. That's what got Trump elected. Did you listen Magic's- to these P E P P E music? No. <laughs> Why not? I didn't have time. I was doing this. All- I was doing this research while getting paid. I was on the clock. Nice. That's chaos, baby. <laughs> that's were- right. The guy that un- when the guy that wrote. The conservative guy that wrote for the Huffington Post that wrote about her being sick as being fake. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the Pizzagate guys. Oh. He's one of the guys that helped because he got fired and then he went working for all these conservative other alternative. Oh, so he's, he's one so of the So he helped Pizzagate get the Pizzagate people? stuff going on gotcha. from the WikiLeaks. So yeah, it's chaos magic, gentlemen. Magic sigils and glyphs used to codify and project one's will into the universe. Pepe slash Keck is a hyper sigil. Millions of little people using 4chan have embedded Pepe with their hatred of Hillary's alleged corruption and hope for Trump's victory. There's Andy probably won. something to that. All seeing eye, man. There's no way out. I'm not, I'm not against the idea of like that focus, but it's like meditation. Like, well, yeah, quote there's... unquote sigil magic, it's just like meditating and focusing on at one point. Right. Well, there's if any like... opportunity for some sort of uh, making sense out of or mythologizing an era where no one seems to have any idea where the fuck everything is going to end up. So yeah. it's like chaos from chaos is, you know, chaos is chaos, a good, baby. it's a good answer to uh, other chaos, I guess. Someone's like, no, I control the chaos. Would you I like can control the chaos. To know where this deity arose from? We, yes. We myth- they mythologized Pepe. Pepe is a fictional green anthropomorphic frog from an indie comic series called Boys Club by Matt Fury. <laughs> That's where it originally came from, or that's where the drawing Yes, that's from. where the image was taken and then raised to the heavens. <laughs> uh, Pepe is a scumbaggy frog that pees his pants 
and says, feels good, man. <laughs> uh, this is a quote from uh, Matt Fury. My Pepe philosophy is sim- simple. Feels good, man. I find complete joy in physically, emotionally, and spiritually serving Pepe and his friends through comics. Each comic is sacred, uh, is sacred and uh, full of compassion for my readers. Transcends and transcends differences, the pain and the fear of feels good. Man, so we man. turned a, a, a frog that pees his pants into a chaos magic deity. Yeah, which I feel is, is, is suits the uh, yeah cult of Keck. Well, a bunch didn't. of fucking the, pee pants. I wonder how many. Yeah, that's. Uh, <clears throat> Do other presidents? This makes me wonder if other presidents have uh, uh, animals associated with them strongly. Sigil magic. Well, we know yeah. JFK had old JFC on his side. Jesus Who, fucking Christ. Yeah. Jesus fucking. Christ. That was his sigil magic. No, Frank. No. Jesus Sinatra. Yeah. Vote <laughs> for Kennedy. Vote for Jesus. Kennedy. Get me a scotch. You're a whore. <laughs> Get back in that room, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> that was that was uh, that was one thing that just Donald Trump is just. Um, I can even all right, all right. Politics aside, politics aside, Donald. You mean my Trump, my black magic rant was politics? <laughs> politics and Pepe and sigils and everything aside. Here's all I need. This is how simple I am. So maybe I'm. Can you project upon yourself? Maybe. This is how shitty the president... Because I got really emotional when I saw Barack Obama leaving office because I felt he and his family, they just uh, represented something more than just the presidency. Like them, they... uh, The way they conducted themselves and and they're smart and intelligent and funny and composed. They were what a president should... The closest thing we have to right. royalty, yeah. a queen, a queen that we project all our hopes and dreams onto, and they're a figurehead of mm-hmm. the state. They're everything we aspire oh, to be. Yeah, it was That's like tie it back to the sigil magic. Think yeah. about his O. Like yeah. that O was a symbol. Like that sunrise, his yeah. name, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And hope isn't threatening. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? It's not even a completion. It's just like. Hope things are going to get better. You know what oh, I mean? That's oh, yeah. a good spirit. That's a yeah. good. That's a good thing. You know, keep. Making you know, things keep great. Trying. Keep That's trying, a, yes. Is an but attack of some on, on a more base level, Barack Obama also uh, looked, always looked good. Or professional. Uh, not professionally. I mean, he just, uh, the, the simplest way I can say it is he wore suits that fit. Because if you go back, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if you go and watch the first dances of uh, Donald Trump and uh, Mike Pence... I was just like I was honestly blown away because I'm watching them and I'm going, what the is that fuck is Hardy? going on? They had literally looked like two 14 year old boys getting confirmed in their dad's suits. Like they didn't even <laughs> have their suits tailored. I'm I promise yeah. you, watch it. Mike like Pence's a... pants are dragging on the floor, <laughs> and I, I'm just like watching. I couldn't understand it. And then I'm trying. I'm talking to Alice, and we're trying to figure it out. And we're trying if it's some kind of like super aggressive external way to prove to the world that he's not homosexual like i'm so not gay my clothes clothes don't even fit fit. (laughs) see look at how look at how unorganized i am i when i go to my hometown 
I identify probably more as uh, uh, a gay man than a straight man because I wear clothes <laughs> that do actually fit me. Yeah, no, I'm that's not wearing so sweatpants. I don't. I don't wear sweatpants in like a lot of sports clothes that are huge. I'm not knocking people that do that. It's just that I would like to know that I'm wearing clothes, not that I'm part of a couch. <laughs> I'm a walking couch. Exactly. But I'm. I am knocking. The president and vice president of the United States. There's something that really drives. I think it's because I, I grew up like so. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, so any dress clothes were hand-me-down. So yeah, like, right. now looking back on like all family events, I have to look at myself like, and like my brother's like hand-me-downs is baggy. It's uncomfortable. It's like, so when I got to a point where I could actually like have a suit or a shirt or pants that fit it like felt really good so to see these two guys at the highest levels of power just scruffing around it just was driving me crazy because yeah. they're working man you fell in love with the celebu president yeah. all put together these guys don't wear suits and when they do it's gonna be their grandpa you got a problem with the, you got a problem with the men's warehouse i don't even talk to the customer service reps. i don't let that guy touch me with that tape i go in there grab the first suit i can find that's what I and let me. I don't you, have the time for this shit. I am big and I am tall, Mitch. So we I buy big and tall. Maybe that's it, Case. <laughs> we we did uh, we right. did. Mitch. They want to look like they're bigger than they actually <laughs> are. So they're wearing this. I'm actually exactly six nine. I, I shrank it, today. They're aspirational suit sizes. Aspirational suits. So I think for me, the simple-minded me, that boils. That can a lot of things can be boiled down to just watching that, and they're dancing to the most like unimaginative, lame-ass pick of a song. They're dancing to Frank Sinatra's my "I Did way. It My Way." Ugh. It's like oh, it's like you couldn't have been invited to Are a worse the wedding. New York Yankees. Like, yeah. it's like when you hear uh, 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 ESPN commentators and pundits talk and they all talk about movies like you realize how like how disinterested they are than anything else like, like what's the, your favorite movie Godfather's the greatest movie ever made everybody knows that what's the last movie you guys saw Major League <laughs> yeah right. not enough sports movies yeah I like you know, the blind side we've elected the Sparrows of presidents <laughs> oh it is it completely is and I thought that was the best fucking pizza oh me when too I was God, a teenager was yeah because in a mall. Yeah, because it was here. I would come here yeah. to Columbus when we would come to shop. And Same it's like, here. I'm going to the city. Oh, we might get if I get separated from my parents, I'll get lost forever. I know that's we had Sioux Falls was the big the big hub, and they had a Sabaros in that mall, and wasn't even in the food court. Yeah, yep. I never seen like a green lamp. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> thing where, like that heat the that heated the pizzas. That, I was like, like, they could remove the pizza, and these guys would come and start playing poker under those pizza lamps. <laughs> Henning, Henning grew up around too much couture. He doesn't understand. So, like, Sparrow's to us was, like, the fancy dandy pizza because you couldn't get it around where we grew up. It's like it the wasn't Red Pizza Lobster. Hut. Yeah, yeah. it, oh, it basically okay. wasn't pizza. It. And it was before the explosion. And Little Caesars had gone away. Yeah, well, I didn't have – we didn't have – yeah, it was right when that pizza explosion in the 90s happened where you had Donato's and Little Caesars. I feel like pizza that's Hots, the title Sbarro's. of our jerk practice book, The Pizza Explosion of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. well, I love, its, yeah. It's there Pizza was, Hut's on its way out. Like, they're doing, they're in bad shape, aren't they? Domino's, like, Pizza Hut's bad. And if you eat Domino's now, your day is over with. Domino's <laughs> is, I swear, you're right, Mitch. Like, so the pizza boom of the day 90s record. was amazing. Like, I can look back on that time with reverie. It might have been 
it's like perspective and time, but like the like you guys remember when Pizza Hut unveiled the Bigfoot pizza? Oh yeah. It was oh, yeah. it was delicious. After Harry and the Hendersons? My sixth grade class collectively saved up to buy one single Bigfoot pizza. Right. And I recall us all looking at it as if it was like the monolith from 2001. We were just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> You're, but do you remember how much a Bigfoot pizza costs in the mid 1990s? Was it like, like 9.99? No, it was 19.99. Oh, it oh, was Jesus. 20, so, 20 bigs, huh? So that's the difference now. Like a when you're talking back. about Domino's, you can get two large pizzas for 9.99. Where did the disconnect happen? Like, and you taste it, and you go, "This isn't like." This isn't a normal thing I'm eating. Like this isn't. They don't dough. use real food. Yeah, it's yeah, it's legitimately like not real food. I don't know how to explain it. Like you can eat an entire Domino's pizza, and you shouldn't, but you can, and you'll like it won't fill you. It's like you're you're eating an avatar of food. No, it is. It's like a fucking science fiction movie. It's what they'll feed you in the fucking spice mines. It's just. Flavored putties. It yes. should be made by. It fills yeah. you up, and then you fall asleep and wake up and labor again. And just how much <laughs> money they would make, much more money they would make if those pizzas were made by robots, and not human beings making eight dollars an hour. <laughs> not human beings who are so selfish to want to. Uh, that's what's funny. It's like if you, I don't understand about that minimum wage uh, argument. It's like if you paid people fifteen dollars an hour to work, you at, get a better caliber. Do you have pizza any idea? Guy. Yeah, people would work there for. I would work there forever. Yeah, I'm well, making 15 bucks an hour. I don't make $15 an hour now. I work for the same company for 10 years. I worked there because the insurance is good. But you pay me that much <laughs> to deliver pizzas? Are you kidding me? I'll be there until I'm 60. But, uh, well, as far as minimum wage goes, do you know that, An- what's the guy's name? Andy Putzner? <laughs> you did the same. <laughs> Harry? Harry? Donald Trump? Let me see. Carl Donald Karcher? No. no. Andy Puzder. Andy Puzder. This and guy, Rind. And Rind. This guy, this guy makes um, conservatively, because uh, he's still like, I don't know how this works, you guys. I know oh, Donald you, Trump. This is going to make me so angry. So Donald Trump supposedly had to cut all cut all his business ties. You would think his department, his his appointee to head the Department of Labor would as well, but he is still president and CEO, CFO of this like restaurant corp. Um. He makes so an average full-time employee of one of of a Hardee's or a Carl's Jr. makes roughly I don't have the number in front of me, but roughly fifteen thousand dollars a year. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. And Andy Pazner, Puzder, he makes se- uh, roughly seventeen thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> Fuck! I remember I told somebody once. I go. This is the, the the logical disconnect because we don't go to like the first source. We think of the intermediate uh, liberal and conservative commentary. It's like just go to the literal numbers of wealth disparity around the world. And then when you really tell people that, they go, "Oh, you must have gotten that or from a liberal, uh, right. you know, uh, facts checker. Like you're getting your wrong information. Like, that yeah. can't be real." And I'm like, "No. Do you realize that everyone that makes Air Jordans?" Like Michael Jordan yeah. makes more money in what, like an hour than everyone that makes his shoes. Yeah, come on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I told that so it was a stat. It was literally a stat that's that's a real thing. I forget what it exactly is. I told it to somebody, and they were convinced that I was lying. They were if like, "That's not true." If you don't, if they don't want to hear the numbers, you just have to remind them that the uh, the Apple factories in China have fucking suicide nets. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And the glass and our phones that we're using 
is horrible. It's made you. from their eyes. Yes, it's made from the bones <laughs> of the suit the the boys that killed themselves. No, you're right. It's it's not the glass, Mitch, but it's the actual chemical or mineral they oh, okay. use to polish the glass is yeah. highly toxic. Oh god. Um, it's cancer. It's just they yeah. just take cancer and like put it in a but that what I was just thinking about what you said about the suits and it really is it just it seems vain and uh, um, you know but it's not because it's the function of what his position is he has a lot of responsibility he's doing this thing and it is a class conscious uh, thing uh, because like when John the guy the the guy that owns my uh, company that I work for I'm not gonna say his name huge <laughs> natural and organic yeah, he's probably they have people. It's true. We never did say the yeah, name. Yeah, the, the, the Matrix robots are closing in on this. <laughs> but uh, he's a libertarian. But uh, when he came to the store at uh, 59th Street, highest grossing store, first one to make a million two in a week, a grocery store. He yeah. comes to like walk and bless everyone. He's wearing cargo pants and sandals. The guy whose name is on your ch- everyone's check. Right. And everyone flipped out. They're like. He's wearing fucking open-toed shoes. It's like New York City. Yeah, it's like that man's name is on my check, and he's wearing open-toed shoes. Like oh, he's yeah. trying to Flip relate to me. He's York. like, why is he not like like nice? Like why is he not walking through the store? Dressed like a neat, neat as a pin. Yeah, just flossing. And it is a class thing. It's like you have the opportunity to do this, and you're just saying, nope, I'm just a regular guy. It's like fuck you. You're not a regular. I know how dude. much money you make, regular guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're not. It's shameful that yeah. you're dressed this way. Like when Lead Belly was huge in New York, when he started to play in these folk clubs, where these liberal, wealthy uh, people in New York, they all wanted him to wear overalls, like he was still on the plantation. And he's like, "Fuck no, I'm wearing a suit." I'm like, "Well, people won't think you're poor." He's like, "I don't give a fuck." I was like, "I'm on stage. I want to fucking look good." I call that the um, I call that the Adam Sandler syndrome. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's still wearing like sweatpants and a shitty. T-shirt. He wants to look comfortable. You're allowed to do that if you're. Eh, never mind. I'm not getting Adam Sandler. No, you are. You are. That the the Mitch. That's a great point. Like if these guys, maybe these guys are way smarter than I think they are, and that's what they're doing. They're like, let's look shabby because everybody maybe. that voted I, for I don't us think so, though. looks yeah. shabby. I would hear my mom's voice in the back of my head, just like, "You gotta look nice." Like, right. just like I don't dress nice every day, but like for a special occasion, if you're literally going so that your the peons that s- s- like scour for you kiss your literal open-toed feet, put some nice fucking shoes on so they can kiss a nice fucking loafer. <laughs> right, right. Because right. that's what he's doing. He's just like taking alms from these people that work for him. It's like. You're not doing it for you, you arrogant fuck. You're doing it for the fucking people that work yeah. for you. This is the same person that put a treatise next to every time clock when the uh, uh, healthcare.gov thing was passed because our insurance is so good. And he was like, I'm, I know a lot of employees like this and are left-leaning, but this is not good for... I'm like, I don't want to read your fucking... Just fucking yeah. sign the check, dude. Like, I don't care. It's like, also the guy that signed off instead of letting us buy food on a discount, he'd rather pour it in a dumpster and cover it with bleach. <laughs> <laughs> It's more cost effective for him yeah. than us. Possibly, oh no, I paid, I paid a nickel for something that cost a quarter. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the other uh, comment about how everyone dresses in the administration, is, isn't it? Like, it's like, well, no, they don't. No homosexuals will dress them. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. It's like, and they don't know any. So it's like, 
And they're so xenophobic, they can't even get that nice Italian tailor. Yeah, they know people that like do hair and makeup for televangelists. <laughs> yeah, they yeah they they legitimately have to go to like uh, like old Western outfitters like to get their uh, to get their suits made. And you surround yourself with no bullshit detectors if you're those kind of egocentric, you know, thin-skinned people. Like, you don't have people that question yeah. what you do. You just There's have, to be no do what riff, I say, you're done. No riff sessions. Like, hey, man, let's, uh, let's, let's work this out. How about this idea? Yeah. You're fired. I mean, there's no, yeah, there's no people that are like, this isn't good enough, sir. Like, no one's going to say that, yeah. you know. Yeah, he dresses himself. Yeah, exactly. That's the exact point. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that's yeah, and how does that happen? Like his like, his wife is embedded in the fashion, has been embedded in the fashion world. Does she just not say anything to him either? Because she doesn't doesn't see him without a suit on. She doesn't (laughs) see his flaccid, naked, fucking purple body. Not like you. You hear things like people talk about, like the Clintons are like they didn't even sleep in the same room in the White House. Donald Trump and Melania Trump aren't even going to be in the same cities. She's staying in New York. a gilded glory hole and someone milks him like a cow and then slaps her on the vagina with an open hand and they just hope it fucking sticks. Yeah. He wasn't describing groping. He was just describing what he thinks sex is. (laughs) He's automated. He He is. (laughs) (laughs) He runs on a spoon full of gold. Can you imagine? His buildings were... Everyone was such an asshole that worked in his buildings too, because even because they were, you never got tipped either in uh, the the one on Fifty Eighth Street and on the one on One West, One Central Park West, which just was hilarious because because I'm like, they had the scummy doormen who would take take the groceries up for yeah. you so they'd get the tip. It was all porters, but none of them were very happy. You can tell by someone's countenance and their you know if whether or not they are enjoying themselves on a day-to-day basis. And you could just tell, like, the shit's rolling downhill from, like, yeah, and, everywhere. And, and it ends up in the porter going, just put it over there and just get the fuck out of the room right now. And a door gig yeah. is, in New York City, what a lot of people don't know is that can it, be a very, very good gig. It's a great job. but it's, it's a all lot of, union, right? Yeah. It's a lot of union, and it's a lot of nepotism. Like, you get people that if there's one guy in, his son or somebody in his family is going to get it because yeah, it's yeah. all references and it's all about, because you're a surrogate. Divine, divine right of doormen. Exactly. Pass yeah. it down, bloodline. But the worst part about that job is, because I was like, I would love to do this, because these guys make, because they pull their tips, and they make mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of dollars in cash during Christmas, and, uh, mm-hmm. but you can't read. You can't do anything else. You just have to stand Oh, there. I thought mm-hmm. you were just making a blanket statement about all doormen. No doormen know how to read. Yeah, no, no. Some, no, no. But uh, he, uh, they, you can't read anything. Like you can glance at the post or something or the daily news. <laughs> That's the only thing you're allowed to read is the post. It's the post because the... a building full of conservatives and they just give you the post. This is news. Could you listen to a podcast, do you think? You can't. No, you can't do anything. You have to be on point like somebody with a... A discreet earbud, perhaps? <laughs> right. Exactly. That would be... No, a... and to keep those jobs till you die, I would, you should. I, mean, I would not do that for $15 an hour. Oh yeah, they make more than that. Those Which guys, is, and they get free. They like, get free tickets for the events. Like they always, everything trickles down to like that's the literal microcosm of trickle down economics. Is it only works for doormen? They right. get the off Broadway Monday tickets. He's just the <laughs> right, first. Yeah. Got some tickets, Carlos. Here you go, buddy. Yeah, the at guy Dr. at the. Uh, You're one the guy. first person I see walking out of my building. Here you go. Whatever. There's a guy at 25 Broad uh, across from the Stock Exchange. Really nice guy. Where they filmed uh, all that Batman stuff downtown. 
Oh, and man. we turned the corner on water, and there's 20 Gotham City police cars. And I was like, what the fuck? This is awesome. There's, this is real. Yeah. And then I, was, I was like, so they're shooting up here? He's like, yeah, they're doing the Batwing stuff on the roof. He's like, they're going to they're gonna fly me to, to the premiere. He's like, I'm like, yeah, he's like, my boss let me go to the premiere because, you know, he owns the building and everything. And this guy would tell us the craziest things. He just basically is just shitting gold bricks every single day at his job. He's like, yeah, I'm friends with a couple of the Knicks. These guys come in with a different girl every hour. And it's, I was like, what? It's like, you're going to die. He's like, you, you're going to die here. You're, in the, you're the servant of the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Even the plumber on a golden dirigible still has it. <laughs> right, right. Not so bad. Right. Trickle down, it works. It works, you know, if you're within 10 feet of me. He wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. <laughs> so, uh, I guys, I did some researching on something, and, I, and I'm sad to say I'm going to share the facts of what I found, and I thought they were going to be the, the – I was, thought I was going to find the opposite results, but I have to share the truth, what I found. So I posted something yesterday because we normally don't – what people know uh, – as we normally don't record on the day of. So I posted that we're recording today, and if anybody wanted us to talk about anything. And you'll, you'll, you'll like this. So, um, Casey, I posted a, a hot rod video. For whatever reason, there was a hot rod video of two guys riding around Watertown, South Dakota, listening to as crazy music as Sinatra. I think it was like, Mitch, you might know the song, and it's like, dun 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 <laughs> Oh, let's see. Uh, Oh, I got it. <laughs> Name that too. That's all I need. No, you know, it's like, it's kind of like. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like. Montrose. It's Montrose. No, Sammy no, Hagar's but it's like. Band. No, it's not. No, it's not that, but it's like. <laughs> it sounds like the same deep, song. Deep Purple. It's the smoke on the water. Everyone knows that song. But Casey, so they're going around and they go by uh, the Walmart you and I are banned from for life. That story can uh-huh. come at a later podcast. Maybe we talked about it. We talked about it. But um, oh, it also drove by the famous 10-gallon uh, uh, hat of Arby's. Oh. So I mistakenly said this is where Casey and I enjoyed many a hot Montana. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. But and then Henry asked, what the fuck's a hot Montana? <laughs> I misspoke because it's called a big Montana. <laughs> and a big Montana is basically a half pound of roast beef between two soft, cushy buns, and then you put your choice of sauce. Not toasted. Your description Charles. could either be like a cross-dressing prostitute or a sandwich. Yeah. Well. Don't forget the old hot Montana over here. With the horsey sauce. <laughs> Between two hot buns. Can you, um, you imagine those sauce. bikini panties just filled with that roast beef? And horsey sauce? <laughs> and horsey, and horsey sauce. sauce. Ugh. Curly fries in there. A jamocha Ugh. shake right in the rear. Oh, wow. yeah. The curly fries are the quote-unquote pubes. So, oh. <laughs> so I, that's the it's name. It's just a fast food sex monster. That's the name of this uh, episode. The curly fries are the quote-unquote pubes. And I'm going to state the quote unquote. Um, That's so, good, but a rumor, I had, a rumor I had always heard with uh, the big Montana or with roast the Arby's roast beef is that it wasn't real meat. Have you guys heard right. that? No. Isn't it like, like boiled boiled sack? <laughs> yes, sort of. Like, so like I went on and researched it, 
And the question came up, is Arby's roast beef made from either a paste, a gel, a powder, or a liquid? None of the above. Well, uh, Arby's got back to them, and let me me go, let me see. I don't think you can call it roast beef legally if it's not actually beef in there. I've heard this before. Um, uh, Let's see. It's (laughs) B-E-F-E. Yeah, it's B-E-F apostrophe E. (laughs) Buffet. (laughs) Buffet. I heard from a reliable source that Arby's roast beef arrives at the restaurant in liquid form, then is heated to a solid, sliced and sold as roast beef. Is that true? These are people coming in. Um, uh, let's see. I just found out that Arby's roast beef is not even real meat. They make it from a powder mixture, then cook it and slice it into pieces. It must be like a gelatinous blob, which they cook. And uh, so I'm on Snopes.com. A number of readers have written to us in the past few years to inquire regarding a rumor they've heard about Arby's popular roast beef sandwich franchise. According to Scuttlebutt, the meat used by that chain in its sandwiches isn't actual beef, but instead an imitation foodstuff arrived at by constituting a powder, gel, paste, or liquid, then shaping the resultant mass into something approaching the appearance of a cut meat before roasting, <laughs> cooling, and slicing it. How long has this rumor been out there? But... Here we go. The answer comes from Jim Louder, probably friend to Andy Posder. Mm. Arby's actually responded. Thank you for doing your part to curb the urban legend about Arby's roast beef. I'm sure I'm not the first to express frustration about this type of story. The answer to your question is no. Our product does not arrive as paste, gel, or liquid. This guy must. This this guy's probably to answer this a lot. Arby's roast beef consists entirely of beef. And it's self-basting solution, which contains just enough water to keep the product juicy throughout our restaurant's three-hour roasting process and during slicing. This ensures that we will deliver the quality that our customers have come to expect from our famous roast beef sandwiches. But it doesn't look like muscle. Like, it's not sinewy and muscly. It all looks exactly the same. It's just an even, flat, like, thin loaf. You still didn't answer the question. I love marketing and corporate doublespeak. It's fucking gorgeous. Self-basting. Yeah, we got four more years of deciphering this bullshit, so. (laughs) This rumor started in the 1970s. When, when it was rumored that McDonald's hamburgers were actually made with worm meat. Yes! Mm-hmm. I, that's not... I mean, we're going to be eating insects in three years anyway, so... More protein. A lot of m- more people than not in this global population eat insects. But I don't yeah. think we're going to be eating insects. I think we're going to be eating cloned... Weed. Meat No, they're gonna, Marijuana. They're going to have to rebrand it. It's definitely going to be like... They're going to grind up mealworms just for the... Right. The amount of protein in it. It's not going to be worm. It's like soy milk. Yeah. I got a bunch of coupons for Burger King the other day, and I was like, you know, I'm going to see these coupons. There's some of them are good. Two chicken yeah. sands uh, for lunch. I was like, I'm going to swing by. And uh, on the menu, there's a thing about the kids' menu on the side, and I love this. This yeah. is fucking genius. It says, oh, look, check out our kids' menu. It's choice based. It's a choice based menu. It's like oh, you, somebody thought to put that on a sign in Instead all of the stores. Pick your own? No, choice based. Yeah, it's choice based. Meaning, all like, kids meals you are made choose with to pick meat. apples and shit, right? Yeah, it's just a fucking menu, but it's like, like no, 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 no. Our menu is choice based. Great. The yeah, isn't that, that the mean? definition of fucking menu? <laughs> choice <laughs> based. <laughs> Sounds too liberal, though. Maybe they'll take it down. Does, does sound a little like yeah. loose wristy turtle dove and wiener lover. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Carl Jr. having to clarify that their restaurant is food based. Right. Oh, yeah. God. Exactly. We're male based. 
Machine-based. Cisgender food. <laughs> I just want to see that first. I want to see that first. Uh, that's how we're going to know that uh, AI has gone awry. It's that first uh, boxy robot slip and fall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want the video. Hey, isn't that <laughs> robot in here the next day? That and, and, and it's just like it's just like spending way too much time at the mechanic. I can't come in today. I have another appointment at the mechanic. Which yeah. one of you assholes you built a robot there. that just falls down? Yeah. <laughs> the first time they put like a sexy robot into the population, you, because we're going to be so uh, crippled by convenience at that point, the person's not even going to reveal it. He's just going to be like this gorgeous-looking woman. He's going to take her home and find out that, like, wait a second, there's, uh, you're cold. There's no, there's no blood in this. Ah, fuck it. And then he's just going to go ahead and, like, got a good-looking girl and just not tell anyone. And then they're going to, like, you know, start to turn into a, you know, the womb is a... Uh, what do you call it? Like a the. Uh, That's where the Arby's meat comes from. Uh, robot wombs. wombs. What, what are the things that uh, make the 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 stuff? The robots the, that can make like plastic guns and shit. Oh, a three D printer. Three D printer. Yeah, the the, the womb is going to be a three D printer that pops drones out of her. That <laughs> just prints out ugly little drones. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, that's eh, Skynet. That drone's got my ears. He needed a man's blood to do that. <laughs> nice job, just for banging a. Sexy Hardy's girl. All right, we got to go, huh? Right, Case? Are you already out of time, in fact? We're at 10. 10 count. 9. Uh-oh. 8. Are you really? 7. Sheesh. Yeah. Better get it. That's two out. Jerk practice. Jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Hey, jerks. Uh, <laughs> not jerks. Well, we, we're all jerks. Um, just a quick reminder or favor. If you liked what you heard and you have a literal minute, please visit us on iTunes at Jerk Practice and subscribe to the podcast. And if you give that mouse a cookie, here's a real glass of milk. We're slowly but surely getting new listeners and recognition on iTunes, but we could really use your help on this front. Just by downloading the apps before you listen, you can delete them after you do... Can you tell this is written? Or by giving us a five-star review, just click five stars and write poop. Shh. And just sharing an episode or two, send them to Greg Stone and your mother. You can really help get this pod out to the world. And whose voice is this? And we promise you, this is, oh, this is true. And we promise you, this is a one, this is and we promise you, this is 100% not a scheme for a single solitary slug of zinc, meaning money. We just think the world that we live in, as serious as it is or may become, would get a little relief if we could randomly run into one another once in a while and say, Hey, you hate Musk too? Or praise be to Dom. Thank you. And we love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, also, please follow us on our Facebook page, the Jerk Practice Podcast, and you can at us at Jerk Practice Pod on Facebook. Thanks. <laughs> Mr. Jones, uh, I'm glad to see that you're conscious. Are you able to hear me all right, Mr. Jones? Yes. <laughs> 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 Mr. 
Mr. Jones, I am here to inform you that you have been in a very severe car accident. <laughs> no, no, young man, you don't have to apologize. You don't have to say you're sorry to me. Sweet! Yeah! Uh, Mr. Jones, I would hardly describe what happened to you as sweet. You rolled your car three consecutive times before striking a tree. You've broken over 37 bones in your body, and I personally had to perform a surgery to remove a portion of your skull to allow for the swelling of your brain. Awesome! Roll over! Yes! <laughs> Mr. Jones, I'm under the impression you just are not understanding what is going on. The police are outside, and they would like to have a word with you. Yes. <laughs> Officer Dempsey, would you mind joining us, please? Doctor? He wants to ask you a few questions about your accident. Officer, I'll give you some privacy. I need to go I got you. Well, well, well. Having a little bit of fun tonight, right? <laughs> Doctor says you've had a little bit to drink tonight, son. A little? More like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we sent what was left of your blood down to the work lab, and uh, we'll find out exactly what a lot means. So, uh, why don't you save us all the trouble and tell old Officer Dempsey here how much you've had to drink. Three. Three? Well, those must have been three pretty big beers. Three hundred big beers. <laughs> <laughs> a shot of ski. A shot of ski. That's short for whiskey. Tell me something I 
don't know. <laughs> hey, I got you there, Doc. I even do that. Hey, uh, how long do you spend over at the doctor's school, anyway? <laughs> want some of my bandages, Doc? Why would I want Because you got Doctor! Doctor! Get in here! 